0: Some of you may notice some of your friends have kind of disappeared. Um, (laughs) Have not heard from them in a while. Uh, You want to know if they're okay? They're probably fine. They're all probably playing WoW Classic.
1: Yeah, so basically, I want to say May was the last one, so basically missing a June one, a July one, an August one, and now, you know, basically September.
0: Yeah, you might be waiting a while. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rent's Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 45, and I am Al. And I'm Nick. What is going on, dude? It has been a month to the day since we last recorded. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I am back from San Francisco, and I've got plenty of stories there. But, uh, Nick, we'll start with you, the house craziness.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, so I think we we left off last time. it was about two weeks for me closing on the new house. and yeah, I was like after that podcast, it was just like you know the final run into the station of getting everything packed and you know cleaned and into a state that I can get into the new house, and things are happening even up to like the very last day, like it, like <laughs> oh, man <laughs> my my lone guy calls me the day before closing. Hey. he's like. Uh, we 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 haven't we haven't heard back from your work to confirm <laughs> that you work there. I'm like, what? Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm pulling up emails. I'm like frantically trying to like you know you know get out, you know get the information. And then like about like ten minutes into the call, he's like, oh wait, I got the email. You're fine. <laughs> like, Are
0: you serious? What? Thank you.
1: I'm heart attack here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you,
0: I I've said it for the past couple episodes. There is easily it's easily probably the most stressful event you'll ever have in your life.
1: Oh, is... oh yeah absolutely absolutely. And this is the second time I've done it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and it's dumb like a double edged sword for you because you're buying and selling at the same time. Like
1: Well well I, 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 I'm offset a little bit. So I, I you know I I purposefully you know budgeted myself that it's like I didn't want to make it hinge on the selling. Right. Sure, it's it's the fact that yeah it's like yeah I have to get rid of my old place and you know get the new place but I, I i specifically like i didn't want to have to deal with that extra level of stress because i don't know how those people do it because <laughs> uh, like there, there are instances where like people are you know moving houses and they have to sell the old one in order to get the new one it's like i don't know how you do that that it, like <laughs> that, would, that would have been a bridge too far for me it's like, oh, <laughs> crap.
0: yeah i i couldn't do it i don't know how the hell my dad did i'll tell you that much Yeah. Uh, But yeah, when they got the house they're in now, I mean, the one you've been to, it was literally, we figured we'd have a little bit with the old, old house up on the market. And I think we had it up for about two days and the house sold. And we're like, well,. Shit, Ooh. we need a house to move into. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> like we had a buyer, and I just remember it was this this big scramble, you know, looking at houses. It was like a full time job over a summer, just going all these oh, different geez. houses. I don't know, we finally found one. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it wasn't even me doing the deal. That was all my dad. And I was like, man, I, I I just bought a house, you know, back in 07. And I was like, I don't ever want to fucking do that again. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, if I'm super rich, fine. I just feel like, yo, here, you handle it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it because yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. it sucks. Yeah, it sucks.
1: Like, I mean, it, it, I think it's, I don't know, there's, a, there, there's always a list somewhere or something. But yeah, it's like. You know, basically, moving slash buying a house is is one of like the I think the top five stressful things. It's that nuts can, uh, that, that can happen
0: because of exactly what you said. Like oh, yeah. that that scenario, <laughs> shit like that happens throughout the entire process. Oh, so yeah. it's just like.
1: You know, and the thing is, like, it, it was—it'd been an amazing process. Or a realtor, she was awesome. You know, she—you know—answered all my questions because a lot of it's like, you know, it's been ten years since, since sure my old place, so it's like I'm not gonna like remember every little detail. And obviously, there's there's always like these, you know, I say little matters, but you know, like the, yeah. the, the nitty gritty stuff of like they know, you know, that's the popular work. Yeah, and you know, so she was great through it, and like you know, and you know. I'll be to my bank guy. Like my bank guy was actually pretty cool to the whole process too. Like very. That's cool. But it, it, it's yeah, it's just like all these little things along the way. Like at any point, <laughs> you know, the, the train could come off the rails, and there, there, there's like nothing you can necessarily do to stop it. Now, you know. I knew from my perspective, like everything was in order. There, there was nothing out of line. Like, right? Know, it's not like I wasn't employed or anything like that. But it's, it's, it's those. Yeah, it's like they have to verify and they have to do all these checks along it's the way. It's crazy, man. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, if something goes, you know, horribly wrong, then it's like, you know, it's like, what now?
0: Yeah, it's tough, man. Like I, I've said this to a few people. Like, it's just. Anyone I know that's like thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna go buy a house. We're gonna go do this." I'm like, "Yo, check out one of those sites of all the shit I wish I knew before I bought my house." Like,
2: oh,
1: yeah. if now, there's I will say, going into it a second time, is like I had a much better sure uh, knowledge of like the cost of yeah. <laughs> and that was already built into my budget. like i know you know the first time i went into it there was a lot of like it's hidden costs but it's not it's not something you can necessarily find quickly on like you know no and for the days of like you know the internet being helpful in terms of like you know extra stuff yeah Uh, because i think it, it just started to get to the point where like you know vlogs and you know what like now you can look up videos and all sorts of you know good helpful information about this but Back then, it's like yeah, and it's like things from you know the you know, obviously like the inspection. There's all these crazy tax stuff, and it's oh, like it's
0: crazy you know, man for title. Easily like bring along an extra ten thousand dollars.
1: Exactly, yeah, and, and you know, fortunately, the second time around, it's like I I had that <laughs> very securely. It's like okay, you know, I know that you know ten thousand at least will be set aside for.
0: Yeah, we weren't know, just throwing a number at the wind business. there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you can tell he and I have done this before.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like, that's the cost of doing business. And then on top of that would be, you know, the deposit and everything else for the house. And, yeah. Okay. That That's taking, yeah. Like that, that was good. But yeah, it's still, it's still the actual act of the process itself. Yeah. And it's still stressful. It's like,
0: <laughs> So you're, you're recording, you're recording from the new HQ tonight then. That's true.
1: I, I am in the new Eagle Studios here.
0: How do you like it? <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I love it! Like, I mean, that's what I kind of went into this house, or you know, when when I was looking for houses originally, it's like, okay, I I, I want a specific space for not only my office but kind of like the studio. Whereas, sure, like my old place, uh, you know, the room around like a ten by ten, mm-hmm. which which is perfectly suitable for like an office and a desk, but it was just, like, it, you know, it felt crowded with, like, everything else that I had in there because I had, like, you know, my streaming stuff. I had, like, the green screen and whatnot, and there's you know, almost, like, no room to maneuver with, uh, with you know, kind of everything I had in there. But now... <laughs> now? <like> <laughs> now, it's a, a 10 by, yeah, I think 19, 20 uh, room. That's pretty uh, sweet. So so it's got a nice, you know nice space to it I can, you know, like, set up. You know, the other thing is, like, you know, the other place I really didn't have much room... To set up stuff, but now it's like you know I'm planning eventually getting some shelves and like cool. my Lego models, things like that. Oh hell yeah, you got some oh, nice yeah. ones, man. <laughs> so, and, and it was also like you know how many rooms in the house too, because some of the places you know it's you know talking to my realtor like, and like it's like I'm looking for like this kind of size and, and whatnot. And some of the places I saw were three bedroom houses, mm-hmm. and there's one very similar to mine where it was you know very similar layout, but instead of like this you know one long room that you know, that I'm in now. It was basically a wall in the middle of making three rooms and i didn't want to do that again because my old place had three rooms in that third room i did not use you know it just made storage <laughs> like it, it just sat there and yeah I didn't use it and it's like i you know as, as as good as storage is like i don't want that in you, like a nice office yeah. space because now i can like display stuff and i have some room and it's like ah oh, so nice
0: that's pretty sweet man yeah that's awesome plan anything or We'll go on to my, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what you've been playing and then we'll go on to, well, no, let's, let's keep. You want to say, yeah, let's hear let's about let's yours. Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. One month ago today, it was the weekend before my flight out to San Francisco. It was the night before. That's right. It was the night
1: before. That's right. Yeah, it was, wasn't it?
0: So that was the first time I had been on a plane in a, about ten years or so,
1: um you haven't flown in that long
0: no, no, um, the jobs that I had really didn't demand it, and um I don't know like i didn't we didn't really have i mean my my jobs up to that point really weren't that great from a pay standpoint um just because I kind of had a career change from software developer to basically trying to find what I wanted to do in technology and in IT until I found project management, you know, to be yeah. my real, my real passion. But I kind of had to like, you know, uh, work my way back up. So anyway, um, that and then any job I had, I just had no, like no reason to go anywhere. There was no conferences or, or they, I should say, they never covered for you to go to conferences. So, sure. right. Yeah, right. you know, so anyway, fast forward to uh, a month ago um flying out of ABE uh, that was the first time I'd been on an airplane with two seats on each side um, that was an insane experience I actually really enjoyed little, it
1: little puddle jumper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd never been on a puddle jumper and I have the same for like I I don't know like I was like oh man this ain't so bad like I re- I remember flying now I like this and um it was pretty great we got to Detroit pretty quickly I'd say within like less than 2 hours and That's um too bad. No, no, especially considering there was literally nothing to do on the flight. I have no handheld devices yet that I could actually sit <laughs> <laughs> sit there on the plane and play. So I just kind of sat there and soaked it all in, and you know had a had a quick refreshment, soda or something, and before I knew it, we're in Detroit. That airport, holy shit! So have you ever flown into or out of Detroit?
1: Uh, I. Think have? Uh, I, th- I think I have. Um, it's I think. is that the big? The underground tunnel. Yes,
0: the the oh, funky color, know. the funky color tunnel. Yes, yes, yes that is Detroit. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun airport. It's a fun airport. It's, it's that it's got a freaking train to get you from, like a tram, right. like a monorail yeah. to get you from one side to the other. That's how big this airport is. Yep. But the the freaking tunnel, man! Oh my god! It's so funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. Like I get off the puddle jumper. I'm like, all right, I got to go to like terminal a and Luke flies out of there all the time. So he's like, yeah, if you get a, it's great. It's a great place to eat. So I'm like, sweet. I'm in a, and I'm getting into the, uh, the, the walkway automated walkway, whatever the hell they call those things. And all of a sudden it's taking me into this. Like, it's really getting dark. And then all of a sudden there's like psychedelic colors on the walls and like and the keep on rowing. And, yeah. And fucking Yanni in the background and shit. And it was like, oh, you are now entering. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And uh, But yeah, so I wound up hanging out in Detroit. I had like a two-hour layover, so I went and got some food. I uh, had a beer and was just kind of checking out the runway. Then we get on the plane to go to San Fran, and this was going to be about a five-hour, five-and-a-half-hour flight. Um, this was a long one, but uh, new shit since I've la- flown last uh, Delta has all kinds of movies on board. Like you can,
2: mm-hmm.
0: well, you can watch it. It's all you know included, and there are pretty recent movies. Like uh, the, the best part was, so apparently we we're getting ready to taxi. Uh, I just plucked in my earbuds, pulled up. I think uh, Pet Cemetery was my first watch.
1: <laughs> uh, the new one. The new one. Oh, the new one. I was about to say, was it the old one or no? no, no it was the new one. I didn't realize it was on video already.
0: It, well, I guess they get it a little bit ahead of time, which is kinda cool. So ah.
1: I'm
0: I'm sitting there and Star Watch Pit Cemetery, we're like a half hour into it and I'm like, Man, we haven't moved. What the fuck's going on? And um these two little girls were sitting next to me, you know, we had the, the three seater and the one girl just looks at the window and goes, Wow, it's really pouring and I look out the window <laughs> and it is a fucking hurricane out on the runway. <laughs> like Apparently these really nasty storms were rolling through through Detroit, and they kept uh. so they kept us on the ground for about an hour. Um, and you know, so let's see. I watched Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I watched uh, what was oh, then I watched Tolkien.
1: The, oh, that uh, that new. Uh... New, it came straight to what, Netflix? or? No, no,
0: it was, it was in theaters for a little while. It's it's just now, you can get it on Prime and stuff now. Wow. Uh, but yeah, the kind of biopic dramatization about Tolkien's life growing up, his life in school, and everything that kind of shaped him to writing uh, Lord of the Rings. And I have right. to say... Uh, as somebody who's watched the appendices for Lord of the Rings, probably you're you're,
1: you're like the Tolkien ultra fan here. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, I I've probably watched those close to a hundred times, and I wouldn't. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not exaggerating. And I I, and you've had it like running. It's like, oh yeah, let's watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking background noise, man. I've I've seen it more times than I can count. And, um, and I've watched like many a Tolkien documentary. So obviously it's not 100% accurate. But I thought it was wonderfully done. And they really, in my opinion, caught some of what I feel as a writer are the big highlights of the formative parts of a creator's life. Uh, they really, um, I think, captured his relationship with Edith Bratt, who becomes his wife. Uh, just the the very close relationship they had, the very, um, a very powerful relationship. I mean, for anyone that knows Lord of the Rings that knows, you know, any of the, the Samarillian, Samarillian or the, uh, appendices, you know, the, a big story that everybody knows from that is the story of Baron and Luthien, which is, uh, a human, uh, Baron's a man who falls in love with an elf maiden and, uh, she sacrifices her immortality to be with him. And, um, you know, they both die, you know, just because of the nature of that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it it was a story that Tolkien identified so much with that um, when Edith died, he had Luthien uh, uh, etched, I guess, whatever you want to say, inscribed on her tombstone. And then when he died, he had Baron on his. And it just, Mm. you know, it goes to show, like, kind of the really, really, like, powerful relationship they had. And I thought this movie captured it uh, beautifully. So anyway, saw that, and then I finished the flight with Jaws because it was there, and <laughs> nice. I can't help but watch it whenever I even see it, so, it's a, um, must. It's a must, it's a classic, so then I get to San Francisco, um, nice little airport, it is now about eight, uh, it's almost nine o'clock their time, we were an hour behind, so I'm like, again, new, haven't flown in years, figure out where my baggage is, finally get that, Then I had to figure out how they were doing the rideshare there, and they basically, um, for arrivals, you know, or not arrivals, for departures, they can drop you off at the gate, but for uh, people arriving from a flight, you have to go to this parking garage, and it's kind of a little hike, it's connected to the airport, so it's just a matter of walking across some terminals, And then I'm using Lyft for the first time. And this was a fucking nightmare. Like, for someone like me, who should learn to follow directions better, (laughs) um, it tells you who's coming, it gives you a picture of them, and it shows you the make and license plate of their car. And so, a sort of uh, similar black car pulls up. A girl stands out. She's like, Ah? And I'm like, Alan like pointing at myself and she's like I guess and I'm like uh, you don't look like an Alexi and you don't look like a guy <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a Ford Focus <laughs> so I was like it took me a little bit but he finally got there it turns out that the Lyft driver made the wrong turn so at this point like at this point I'm fucking tired it is like midnight east coast time I have been going since probably 7 o'clock that morning, uh, you know, traveling first time in a long time. I was exhausted.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. It's a drain.
0: So I had punched up the name of the hotel, picked the first one on the list that was in San Francisco, you know, sounded right. Uh, He drives all the way down there, and I did the share a ride because it was cheaper because the ride from the hotel was hella expensive. So I had to wind up, like, this couple was in the back. They take us all the way out, you know, to where they were staying in, like, Oakland, and then come all the way back. And he pulls up. He goes, okay, Hotel Via. And I'm like, dude, this is a CDS parking garage. This ain't a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, this, this is the address. And I'm like, can you give me two seconds? Let me just make sure I got this right. And I'm like, well, shit, there's two entries. And I said, and this one's wrong. So we wound up going, like, two miles out of the way. So I was like, well, shit, man, what do I do? And he goes, I, I was like, look, I'll pay you for another ride. I don't care. Like, I just need to get to my hotel. I'm exhausted. And he goes, he has lived is kind of weird. Like the way these things work. he goes, you know, I'll tell you what, he's like, punch it up. He goes, and uh, it should have me as the closest driver. He's like, and I'll, I'll grab it right away. And that way I'll, I can take you there. And all is good. Right. He goes, but if it doesn't pick me and it picks somebody else, he's like, I got to let you out. And I'm like, dude, this is a fucking shady ass side of town. Like, I don't want to stand on a corner here. <laughs> And, uh, but luck should have it, you know, I punched it up, request the ride, it popped up right on his thing on the dashboard. It was actually kind of cool to see how that worked from the lift side of things, you know? And, uh, yeah, then he takes me there I get to what would be my home for the, the entire week. And, uh, uh, it was great and got settled in, did my first day at, at, uh, GitHub and it is... I I'm like speechless at how amazing this job is like it, a, you know, being able to focus on what I really love to do, which is project management and being able to have that be the primary focus of my job without like supporting systems and sales staff and mm-hmm. basically the, being the do everything guy. Right. Um, It's really refreshing. It's a lot of fun. And I work with some of the, Uh, everybody, I mean, every single person I have talked to, there are some of the nicest and smartest, most brilliant people I think I've ever worked with. Like I've just, I, I had said to a coworker the other day, I'm like, you know, I've, I've almost been here a month already. And like, I'm still like sitting here going, I can't believe I work here. Like, I can't believe that what I'm doing is my job. Like I enjoy every minute of it. And she's like, I've been here a year and a half. That doesn't go away. I was like, yes! <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's been great. Uh, it's been a good couple weeks of just trying to come up to speed uh, with what they're doing. And it's a very different culture. Uh, it's an awesome culture. But, I mean, coming from the environment I came from, which was very tight neck, you know, tight-shirt, mm-hmm. formal... Uh, no bad words to sitting in orientation and the it guy comes in. And he goes, all right, let me tell you the fucking shit you're not going to do. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm home. These are my people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been fantastic. And, mm. um, yeah, like I, I am like, yeah, I, I work tomorrow. I don't commute. So it's a fully remote job. I'm excited for work every day. Like I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah. The weekend's over. Okay. Yeah, I get to I get to go back to work. <laughs> and it's fun. Um, which is great. So yeah, it's it's been a great month. Um and as far as, you know, the retro rents and, and not recording, you know, obviously with Nick, um it's set you know, getting his house stuff settled and then me kinda getting settled in with a new job and then just some family stuff, you know. Obviously the the weekend I got home, it was just all, you know, am and the kids, like I, I gotta tell you, man, like it's somebody who I have basically spent every waking moment with my wife and kids since my first daughter was born. Like I like I said I haven't flown, I haven't really traveled. Um like if the wife and I we, we go maybe do like an overnight somewhere and the mother-in-law would watch the kids, but like I have pretty much spent every waking moment with them. So going out there for a week and, you know, not seeing them it was, it was tough. It was tough, but it was the most awesome homecoming ever. Like just seeing my wife as I got off the, uh, escalator, I was getting my bag and it was just like a stupid movie moment. You know, we just like <laughs> rushed up to each other and just like wrapped up and it was just so cool. And it, it was like, holy crap. You know, it felt really good to miss you. <laughs> like, that's a weird thing to say, but you know, and, and then, um, I was kind of bumming because, You know, time zone being what it is, I didn't land in Allentown until about 1030. And uh, so it was probably getting close to midnight by the time I got home. Maybe not that late, but I figured my kids were going to be sleeping, so I wouldn't really get to see them until tomorrow. And uh, we pull in the house, you know, living room looks like the lights are on for obviously knowing we were coming home. Uh, my mother-in-law was there, but I didn't really see the TV on, so I figured everybody was in bed. And then all of a sudden, I just saw my daughter's head poke up over the couch. <laughs> and she, and, and then, oh, no, I didn't see that. I saw the front door open, and she just came bum-rushing off the steps, like leapt off the concrete steps, runs right up to me, and it was just like, oh, come here. <laughs> it was cool, man. It was just, it was cool. And, uh, and the one last San Francisco thing, I was like, it, it, I thought I was going to have, like, a really cool thing to come back with to tell you East Coasters you just haven't had yet. And fucking <laughs> Burger King gets in the week I get back. But I actually went to Umami Burger, which is, I guess, like, the originator of the Impossible Burger, if I understood oh, it right.
1: Oh, yeah, the Impossible Burger.
0: And they're, they're the ones, I guess, that, that they made the OG. And holy shit. Were they good? Dude, the the only thing that threw me a little bit, and it wasn't in a bad way, was the bun. Because it was a vegan bun, and it was a little on the sweet side, but like, not in a bad way. You know, almost like, like you taste like a brioche, like how it's a little bit sweeter. But other, other than that, man, like, I wouldn't have known. It looked like a burger, it had the char, and it tasted fantastic. It was great.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to eventually try one. I don't, I don't know if they've got it out here yet. They do.
0: Uh, every every Burger oh, King yeah. has it.
1: What yep. Burger King has it. Okay, so I we have to try that. It's I good. tried it's it. Like, and uh, yeah, like, well, I keep seeing like all these videos, not just like mm. the Burger King version, but just like the Impossible Burger. In oh, it's general. so good. And every time I, I watch it, like people are like, "Yeah, this tastes like a, a real burger."
0: It's it's weird, dude, because like you know it's not, but everything that you're tasting, you're like. Yeah, that tastes like meat to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like even texturally, like that's what threw me. Like, cause normally, like with a veggie burger, it's the texture that gives it away for me.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like you know, it's like the look and the texture, like instantly, and it's just like, well, this is this is this is you know, for us meat eaters, like this this isn't it. This...
0: <laughs> right. You could tell. Um, burger King was pretty good. Uh, obviously, not as amazing as the Umami burger, but it's one of those. You know what? If you haven't tried one of these things and you want to give it a shot, Burger King's pretty good. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we don't really have many other options (laughs) to try it out here. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. Find like a burger gourmet
1: joint somewhere.
0: Yeah. So it was uh, it was a great trip. It was a great orientation. I was blown away by the HQ. I mean, there's a coffee cafe, you know, on the first floor. Everything's included. Everything's free. And it's like coffee from some local whatever, and it's like freaking diesel fuel. So I was just zipping around all week, and then there's a bar <laughs> in the office on the first floor, like an actual big bar that you can go sit at, like during like from like twelve to nine uh, during the week. You could just walk up, grab a drink if you want, and uh, on Fridays they have a bartender come in. Just neat shit, man. Like this company like it's incredible to me how great they treat their employees like yeah, uh, i coming from the worlds i have like i wouldn't say any companies necessarily treated me not great i mean i could say my last job could have done a lot better but I, I don't want you know it was indifferent maybe yeah it was it was indifferent whereas this place is like very they're they're cultivating talent you know they want their Mm -hmm. talent to be happy and cared for and feel like you're a part of something big and it really comes through man it's like wow like this is a real mind blower to me (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah so i mean that's that's pretty much been my life i've just been getting accustomed to working you know in this different culture and and loving every second of it just you know it's kind of um, just, just, just a lot to get used to in the sense of, yeah, this is my focus. Now I get to do, you know, what I love to do and, and I'm slowly, slow, not slowly. I've I'm, I'm actually pretty quickly been getting my hands dirty, which is great, you know, already being useful to my team. And, uh, which
1: That's is awesome.
0: Yeah. Which is really awesome. Like I'm, I'm going after more stuff so I can kind of help, you know, help become useful quicker and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, help out my boss and just build, building a working relationship with him. Really cool dude. And it's just awesome. Like, I, I really, I, I'm really, really lucky and just really happy to be a part of where I'm at. So... Uh, yeah, that's been life, and uh, in that time, I got a PS4, <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a minute. Nick, what have you been playing?
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, so af- after the move, like, basically, that, that two weeks, I wasn't playing anything. Like, it was like, you know, I think I packed up the studio, I think, shortly after that, that uh, I think it was that same weekend. It was just like, you know what, I, I just need to get it all packed. Sure can't be distracted uh but afterwards uh I've, I've been catching up on some stuff so uh metro exodus launched its uh newest dlc All right uh, two kernels uh so if you have metro exodus and the season pass uh you'll, you'll get it for free well it's part of the season pass Uh, If not, I think it's like seven bucks. Uh, It only took me about two, three hours. It's not very long.
0: That's Uh, not bad for seven bucks, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. For seven bucks, like yeah, it's like I'd say you know when I was when I was playing through, it's like when it ended, it's like yeah, this is I'd say somewhere between five and ten. I looked it up, seven's like yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, It's very story rich. So like uh, Hmm. the previous part of Metro Exodus was you know I think like the first two chapters have a good amount of story, and then it gets very very linear by the very end. Yeah and uh this dlc actually fills in a lot of what happens at the end of exodus i won't i won't, I won't spoil it for people who haven't played it yet yeah i
0: haven't played it yet um,
1: good game uh, i'd say i'd say it's worth it like it was it was actually a really fun story uh to kind of like you know you know play and and the way they they did the storytelling i thought was really clever um and again i like the Metro uh series as a whole since so like, you know you know just a fun yeah uh, kind of a uh, post-apocalyptic, in a, in a different way. It's not, you know, it's not. You don't get. Well, I, I guess there are mutants, but it's, uh, I, it's not along the lines of like Fallout type of thing. It's, it's. Gadget, gotcha. kind of, kind of, gadget. Gotcha. Kind of different, you know. If you've never played Metro in the first place, Um so hmm. I went through that. That was pretty fun. I've been uh jumping back into No Man's Sky. They were, oh. uh, I think, officially 2.0 and holy crap! Is is it like actually a whole lot more improved? Uh, oh
0: yeah, that took up like two weeks of my month.
1: Yeah, And, yeah, it's just, like, uh, this is really probably how it should have launched. And, like, I know they've been slowly adding stuff. And I was curious, like, what was the last time I played it? It was over two years ago.
0: Oh, they've added – I wouldn't even say slowly. They have added a shit ton in that two-year time frame.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I left, uh, I think they had just put in base building, but it was really rudimentary. But now they have, all like, a whole ton of stuff. You can have, like, fleet carriers now, I guess. Yep. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of ways to actually make money, <clears throat> and
0: underwater uh, building fleshed out. What was it? Underwater building. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the
1: underwater. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I have seen like some of the like videos on my. I was, was like, what else can we do? It's like, oh, we can build underwater. Oh man. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, kind of like catching up on that a little bit. Like it's it's still a very chill game. Like it, it never lots That's uh, wonderful. Like chill factor. It's just you know casual play to it. Ah, uh, but now it's like there's a whole bunch more to do, and I feel like there's more of a, a story to you know like the, it, it, when it launched, it was always you know, the mission was get to the center of the universe. It resets, and then you just you just keep doing it again. Like there was no real like you know like why are you going there? You know type yep. of thing. Now they they've got kind of, I think they or it feels like they filled in more of the blanks, and you know, like they're like you know there's this voice calling to you, and yep, like definitely the next system, and you know part of it's a little bit of a. Uh, you know, a tutorial, you know, I, I like, I completely restarted. I haven't, I still have my old gameplay. So I if I think I had like a a lot of credits on that one, but I wanted to like, okay, let me just start fresh, see what this looks like to a new player. And it's like, okay, there's, there's a whole lot more substance here now. And I'd say, you know, so far it's like, yeah, I'd say it's worth it to actually actually pick it up for, especially if you're in like kind of like the space survival, uh, you know, type games, like I'd say it's actually worth it now.
0: Yeah, it's it is a fantastic game, uh, with everything that they've added to it. Um, there's just so much to do, and the best part is everything they've added has been free. Like
1: that's true. Yeah, like none of it's not, like oh you got you got to pay for the two point. I was like no, yeah, it's
0: like no. If you own the game,
1: you can you can play it right now.
0: It's it is if you bought it. And didn't return it, and you were just disappointed with it, and quit it within two weeks. Like my friend Luke was one of those guys. Like he bought it at launch, and he gave it a scathing, well-deserved, scathing review, um, and didn't touch it. And he jumped back into it um, over a couple times over the past like year and a half. And he was the one that got me into it about I don't know six to eight months ago just saying you've really got to give this a look like it's a pretty great game now and then with this latest update it's like holy crap like this this is a great game to play
1: yeah it's like you know and you know for whatever reasons you know came out in the first place like uh i mean what was it was it two yeah i guess it would have been like two years ago that it it Mm -hmm. came out and it's like like two years is a long time actually get to a point where it's like okay now it's playable um because, uh, you know, you know, I'll, I'll use the example, I'll point to Sea of Thieves, like Sea of Thieves, you know, didn't, it? you know, people like to match the two, because people always felt like, oh, No man, Sea and No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah. Like, No Man's Sky, like, I do feel outright, like, the whole lead up to it was nothing but, uh, you know, short of lies, you know. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, or they did have it planned. But you know but they didn't
0: say it wasn't there yet. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Yeah,
1: like it would have been understandable. It was like you know we're actually going to work on this post launch and you'll see it yep. soon. But it was just like you know there was a question of, and and maybe it's the way yeah. Uh, uh, the
0: way the media hyped it too. It was both ways, man. It was the developer and the media.
1: Absolutely, it went both ways. But there there were uh, you know like uh, Sean, I can't remember his last name, but the the lead.
0: Yeah, Murray, Sean Murray.
1: Yeah, Sean Murray. Yes, thank you. Um, now, granted, he, like he's very like stage, you know, uh, shy. At least you know that was my impression sure. from like E3 to even like the talk shows that he went on. But it was always the way he answered things whenever whatever questions came up. It was very coy. Uh. And I, I don't ever, I never ever felt that he was intentionally lying, but it was maybe his only way of dealing with like. He wanted this functionality in. Sure. It's not going to be at launch, but he can't say it's not going to be at launch to, like, damper the launch. You know. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think I think that's part of it. And I just, you know, it's one of those things where if you're going to do what he did, then do what he, he and that company did after. Like, he, yes. he knew it wasn't what people had expected. And Hello Games have spent the last two years, in my opinion, making right. I wouldn't just say it's playable now. I'd say it's an awesome game. Like
1: Yeah, very much so, yeah.
0: It is a fantastic game, and it's one of those, like, even if you felt really burned in the beginning and swore you'd never go back, I really encourage you to give it a chance because they really, they turned it into something special. I think it's what everybody, you know, hyped it to be and hoped it would be. And so much more uh, on release. It's really, really pretty wild what it's become, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, kudos to them for not only sticking with it and just like making it right, but you know, it's like it's actually a very good game now. So definitely worth checking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What well, not you playing anything else?
1: No, that's uh, that's about it for now. Still, you know, kind of like slowly unpacking and and. Getting back online, and you know, I'll probably you know be checking out some uh, you know some other because you know, I I know several things have come out. Um, I know I want to check out uh, uh, Outlaw.
0: Yes, Rogue Galaxy, Rogue Galaxy Outlaw.
1: Rogue, uh, yeah, Rogue Galaxy, yeah, Rogue Galaxy Outlaw, yeah, because I have uh, uh, Rogue Galaxy the original.
0: Yep, great game. Uh, which was
1: which was very uh, you know broadside combat, you know, kind of like ship combat. But I, uh, from what I've gathered, like this, uh,
0: I, I, yep, I have it. it
1: is more along the lines of privateer, like the old yes. style, like you know, privateer and kind of winged, esque. Very much so. Fighter, so I'm like, mm, yes, give me, the, give me that bread and butter, because I love that.
0: I'd <laughs> say, in fact, you, you nailed the perfect comparison. It is pretty much privateer. <laughs> Very well done. I, I'm really enjoying playing that, and just like its predecessor, it has an absolutely fantastic soundtrack. Like, holy crap, is that a good soundtrack? Uh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the original had, like, a... Spawn, kind of like a... Kind of a Western... Like
0: a space Western blues. Yeah, Very
1: Firefly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, that's a great way to put it, yeah. So yeah. It's like, mm. If they have more of that, yeah, side...
0: Yeah, it's it's that. Uh, the different... Obviously, different artists. Same kind of music style. Same kind of fire, Firefly feel to the game. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I played some of that uh, in my, my gaming time. Um i've been playing a crap ton of lord of the rings online i um, i went back to it because i had heard they started uh well for one they were doing one of their yearly events called the farmer's fair and it's like this big harvest festival they do in brie and in the shire and it's just always fun the the live events in this game are always a really good time so i was like oh, i'll poke my head in and just you know get some of the collectibles and call it a day and then i saw they were doing progression servers and i was like oh i like these uh i like the concept but i haven't really done one and the one uh, server i created a character um, they've basically gone up to the point of the murkwood expansion um, so probably like a year or two well no maybe two years after Ah, shit, I forget when it came out. But, um, I mean, there's a lot more to come. But basically, you get up to the Markwood content, and it's like every four months they they unlock, you know, another portion of the game. um, And it's actually really fun because I I sat there and was like, do I really want to do this? I was like, I got a max level character on one of the servers that I've been playing on since it came out in, like, 2007. And uh, I was like, ah, you know what? I completely, like, forgot the beginning experience pretty much. And I guess from everything I'd heard it all, they really changed it and made it even more approachable. And I thought the the beginning experiences in that game were some of the best I'd ever played. Like, very story-driven, and uh, it was a great way to introduce you to the game. But it's even better. And getting to experience the, the new beginning of that game and getting to enjoy uh, playing a new character class and... and Uh, I I have had so much fun with it, and I just remembered, you know, even though that game is 12 years old, if you've got a computer that can max out all the video settings, that game is still freaking gorgeous. Like, it is a nice-looking game for for a game that's 12 years old, and the story content in that is so damn rich. Like, it's Lord of the Rings, man. (laughs) And like that's that's what i think still sets that game apart. Yes, the combat system is, you know, in some ways it's it's antiquated in that it's it's like wow, you know, it's still hotkey. It's not like Guild Wars 2 or stuff like that and uh mm-hmm. not not totally dead. I mean, you do have to move around and and all that fun stuff, but you know, it really is i i mean, they got they went free to play a long time ago and they're still doing great the game is awesome. They've made it past Mordor now. Like you can play through the entire story, like saga of, you know, being someone in middle earth right up to, and after the point, the one ring is destroyed. Like it, ah. it starts out basically like, um, if you play a Hobbit, it basically starts out with the black riders going through the shire, looking for Frodo. Um, uh-huh. that's, that's where the story kind of starts. Um, if you play an elf or a dwarf, I think the story starts like 200 years prior, and then like you'll get to through the tutorial stuff, and then it brings you to that present day. But yeah, like you basically are doing quests and other things to help the Fellowship's journey, but it's a a huge thing of your own. Like you're helping and fighting all the other wars that are mentioned, you know, in the books in passing, but obviously didn't have any impact on the Frodo story but I think where the developers of this game were so creatively brilliant is it really makes you feel like every single thing you're doing is integral to Middle Earth's survival, not just the fellowship. So it's, it's just, it's great. Needless to say, I went from level one to level 25, which it's no easy feat. That's like, I think at this point in the progression server, there's 55 max levels and, um, what, what i love about the game is it's almost an anti-grind like if you just sit there shooting at mobs to build up experience you'll lose interest in that game uh very quickly because it doesn't really reward that too much in experience like you don't get a lot where you get a ton of experience is doing the thousands and thousands of quests that are in this game uh, okay. You know, and they're all they've all got good story to them, even the ones that are like, you know, if it's like go kill 10 bears, the 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 quest and reasoning and story behind it is usually pretty goddamn creative. And it's like, all right, yeah, I'll go help you out. Like you generally want to help these NPCs. Uh, So anyway, I've been playing a shit ton of that. And then I picked up a PS4 on Friday Friday. And I have been playing the hell out of Spider-Man and, ah, nice. and God of War. Um,
2: nah,
0: oh, oh, I mean, more Spider-Man at this point, just because I really do want to focus and get through it before I <laughs> get completely hypnotized by God of War. Though I've dipped my foot in there as well. And they're... they're those two games alone, and this is coming from someone that bleeds green, and I'll be getting an Xbox as well as a PS5, whatever the new systems are. But I, I love my Xbox, and but these two games show you why Sony has just killed it, this generation, with their exclusives. Um, Spider-Man is so ridiculously fun. Like, I think there have been Spider-Man games in the past, and they were all horrible. Um, in that you never really...
1: Certainly no standouts, for sure.
0: No. And, like, this game, you are fucking Spider-Man. It's not an origin story. It takes, you know, it takes off at a pretty good clip, and, man, just the fucking act of, like, webbing and flying around the city, you know, using your web, is, is such a rush. Like, there's, like... At one point, like, I'm webbing between two buildings, slinging my way, and, like, he's swinging down towards the street, and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, like, getting that rush in my gut, and there's, like, some cars below me, and, like, as his legs get close, you see his feet, like, running on the roof of the car, as you, and then you take off to go, you know, back up in the air. Like, the physics in this game is just insane. Absolutely insane. Um... So, yeah, I I think I'm about 30% through so far. Uh, I'm just going nuts getting all the collectibles, getting the backpack so I can unlock all the suits. There's like 50 different suits, and they all have powers. Good Lord. Oh, and it's great. I mean, they're all like Hallmark suits from, like, Spider-Man. Like, I unlocked uh, the Spider-Man Noir suit from the the Noir editions, Um, White Spider, the Negative Spider suit, all kinds of great crap. It's just a ton of fun. I highly, highly recommend it. Granted, I'm sure everybody with a PS4 has already played it <laughs> <laughs> at this point in time, but it's very, very good. And um, God of War is pretty fantastic as well. Um, I'm probably maybe an hour into that or so. Uh, I've done a couple of the, you know, the troll boss fights. They're a blast. Um, it's it's very fun and it's it's a good challenge. I like the aspect of you know having his son Atreus as part of the game and using him and his abilities to kind of distract the bigger mobs and then you know you go batshit crazy on them when their back is turned. There's very interesting mechanics that uh, I have yet to really get a full mastery on, but I I can see I'm going to have a really good time with the game. It hasn't. I understand it gets very open world. Um, I'm not quite there yet. So I'm sure I'm going to go batshit crazy for it once it does, and that's why I kind of put it on hold so I could finish Spider-Man first, and then I'll jump <laughs> back to that. But yeah, Spider-Man is fantastic. The story's great. The characters are awesome. They nailed Spider-Man himself. He's a smartass, and he's funny, and it's just... The game's a goddamn masterpiece. I really like it. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that gets us caught up with what we've been playing, what we've been doing uh let's move on to some release highlights that are coming our way um or that have i should say have already released there released is one releases, yeah yeah recently well there was one that's coming out we'll start with what's coming out in the horizon a game called crying Suns*, a faster than light inspired strategy space opera and that comes out in like two and a half weeks it comes out september 19th uh, I thought of you right away with this one, Nick. This looks pretty damn
1: cool. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of this yet. And Like, anything anything that's FTL-like, it's like, yeah, sign me oh, up.
0: Oh, sign me up. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, what is it called? What did I say? Crying Sons? Yeah, I was going to try to pull it up on Wiki real quick, but it doesn't look like we have a Wiki entry for it. But it
1: is coming out. It looks very, very cool. Yes, yeah, September 19th. Okay. I mean, look, It's on Steam, I guess. Uh, yeah.
0: I actually do a free demo right now. Oh, that's what I, I forgot to put in. Yeah, there is a free demo. Uh, I'm going to be downloading it after this. <laughs> I want to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> this mm. It looks yeah, good.
1: Yeah, this looks good. I, yeah, I like liking, liking the look of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. So like I said, I thought of you right away, and I was like, ah, I got to check this one out. Um, as far as stuff that's released, uh, some of you may notice some of your friends have kind of disappeared. Um, <laughs> have not heard from them in a while. Uh you want to know if they're okay? They're probably fine. They're all probably playing WoW Classic. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Yep.
0: World of Warcraft, Warcraft Classic released. Um, as much as I might have been intrigued by it, I think I'm just gonna stick with Lotro. I'm having way much more fun with that, I think, than I would with uh, Warcraft. But uh, from everything I understand, people are really enjoying it. Um, it's even got those classic issues like server queue and some other issues I saw. Uh, just some bugs and server lag and all that shit, just as the massive people came in to check it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, it is, it, as usual, another launch. Now, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I got some info on this and that they are handling the uh, vanilla WoW a little differently than they would with kind of like, you know, like the main WoW server launch. Okay. Uh, because uh, with this one, like, they actually purposely and they i guess they stated up front like purposely stated that they're not going to have like a ton of servers you know or kick or you know spin up more servers no it's that's usually, that's usually a thing you'll see with like new launch of uh, of a game Granted, sure this is a, this is a weird you know kind of return to the original um but they're not going to go there only because they want to make sure that the servers are lively once they get past the yeah. kind of launch push. I'm like, it's smart. That's actually yeah, that, that's actually smart. It's like yeah, you, you know, you have to deal with, like these queue times and and whatnot, and make sure you're in and and whatnot. It's, it's, it's kind of an odd harken fashion. Sure,
0: but le- but let's be real. I mean, this is a very niche thing.
2: Uh, yeah
1: yeah. I mean like yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you in terms Of like you know like for me I Never you know I have played WoW uh, but I never played it like originally back in the day Yeah and it's like you know Will I play vanilla WoW It's like yeah, maybe, like, you know, if, if like, you know, I feel like I'm in some kind of a drought, and, you know, people are looking at that, it, but it's not, re- to, it, to me, it's not really calling to me, like, I know it it has for others, but, you know, that's just, like, the experience that, you know, we gamers have, like, they're, they're yeah. games are, like, you know, that was your thing back in the day, that your go-to, and, like, I can totally respect
0: that. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's probably better if the friends you played it with then are all going, yeah, you know what, I'll check it out, too, like, my buddy Josh... Uh, he posts in the save point a lot. Like, he wound up getting a bunch of his friends together, you know, online, obviously, because we're all in different parts of the, the world at this point in our lives. But they all wound up getting WoW Classic together, and they're playing through it together, and it sounds like they're having the time of their lives. Like, that, I think, would make it pretty cool, because I think a lot of the nostalgia we get for, especially these kinds of games, you know, comes from not just the game itself, but the people we played it with. I mean... Absolutely. You know, I, I know if if we had, like, an, an EverQuest 2 classic option, it'd be kind of tempting if we knew, like, Jay and Glitch and, mm-hmm. and like, that whole crew were going to play it, too. Even I would sit there and be like, oh, shit, you know, I might pick it up, because those were some fun days. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: yeah, like that. I, I know it won't happen. Well, I, I, guess, I guess technically, oh, I say technically, but I think there is, like, a the underground swg servers are out there there like, are you know, if there was, if, yeah and but if there was like you know, you know like an official swg rebirth it's like
0: oh sure i would jump on that in a heartbeat like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll never happen in a million years now but it's like it, oh. yeah, but it, yeah, same kind of concept it's like it, very much so like the the enjoyment of especially mmos is always the company that you keep during those games, and that's, sure. that's what will bring you back, absolutely.
0: Although, with the mechanics in that game, if somebody came out with something called Galaxy Wars and the Stars and it just happened to have identical mechanics, <laughs> I'd Close be... course, but not copyright
1: infringing.
0: <laughs> ah, shookies. I like these guys. They're hairy, and they talk in groans. I'm going to be a shookie. <laughs> I don't know it's the first word that came to mind. I hope I didn't say some awful slur in some language. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um how dare you, sir? <laughs> oh my god, it's like, uh, yeah, that that's one I'd I'd go back to in a heartbeat. I, I still don't think I found a game that had that kind of open, especially the original version of that. Man, I wish uh, it, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but if they just not fucked with that and just fix the bugs and let you have that wide open branching you know, put your skill points where you want and do what you want. Like, Oh, oh yeah. Like it
1: is never been, I've never seen anything like that ever no. again. Like it was the combination of like, you literally could choose any method of, of, uh,
0: whatever uh, skill line uh, you wanted
1: yes uh, yeah yeah skill and in set up of your character any way you want i mean the fact that you could have a a i say a completely passive character there were people who would never leave the cities and yeah
0: and just did entertainers uh, or dancers
1: yeah entertainers dancers and that's what they, they enjoy doing it's like i don't think there's been an like nah. yeah granted you, you still have those types of players in mmos where it's like
0: no, but there wasn't a framework to actually reward that.
1: Exactly. Like, yeah, Like there wasn't Star Wars and they'll do the role play and whatnot. But yeah, it's exactly that. Like there wasn't a framework to to say like like
0: literally gain XP by dancing in a cantina. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Like there was nothing. Like I've never seen that happen ever again. I and I was, you know, you know, looking back especially, you know, uh, you know, just like after playing several of the MMOs and and doing being in the, like the role play communities, it's like that was the perfect thing cuz like yeah. you know, it's like yeah your regular players are coming because they need buffs to be able, be able to actually fight uh but it provided like this this bar environment and oh, it was
2: the, awesome the
1: and slash the you know the employees of the bar could actually you know make you know in game money and as, yeah. as, as doing that job and it's like uh, you know, looking back, like, that was so incredibly clever. and It was
0: brilliant. It was brilliant. It was so far ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. And, to the point where know, it's still ahead of its time, because I still haven't seen it. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, yeah, it's never came back. And, like, I, I don't think we'll ever see something oh, don't say that. at that level ever again. Like, I, I, like, I mean, you know, may, maybe we'll see something, like, if Star Starsis never gets out.
0: <laughs> no, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> But, I think I will literally be retired from my day job by the time Star Citizen comes out. It's
1: been eighty-four years.
0: <laughs> I remember when I backed, backed that one in the kickstart of nineteen twenty-three. <laughs>
1: it's like you look at MMOs. One like MMOs in general, I think are 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 a, uh, I think a very risky business nowadays. Like, yeah, like
0: very risky. Something
1: super revolutionary and like a lot of backing to to be successful in the MMO genre. And even then, it's all very, very uh, cookie cutter. Like, you yep. won't find someone really stepping outside those bounds. So it, you know, you always still have, like, you know, the, you know, I say the wow, you know, clones essentially. Yep. Um, I'm trying to me- remember the last big MMO launch really uh, off the top of my head.
0: I honestly don't either. I- I've kind of been out of MMOs for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've kind of fallen out of out of a little bit myself, but I still kind of, like, keep track of, like, if, yeah. you know, what's on the horizon, if anything. I want to say, like, it, it might have been the Final Fantasy... Final
0: Fantasy fourteen relaunch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the... relaunch. And technically, that's a relaunch, but that's been wildly successful, and, and they've been doing really well with that. But I want to say, like, that was, like, the last major one that has occurred um yeah i and not counting like expansions because i mean you know wow's done expansions i think uh you know final fantasy 14 just
0: yeah i out. mean at least one that i follow anyway yeah, yeah I,
1: I, exactly and it's like and you know mmos are are a risky business because like you know how can you convince people to play something that isn't already established and maybe, and that's kind of like the other thing too it's like you're seeing a lot of these you know yeah uh, Sequels, I guess you could say. I mean, you know, again, we'll go to Final Fantasy. Granted, it's not; it's a completely different world than what what was it? Lenni.
0: Right, but it's kind of an established mythos where you're going to see yeah, things that you it's expect like, to yeah, see. It's like Final Fantasy, Chocobo's, Materia.
1: Yeah, the the enemies and you know the things that inhabit are semi familiar. If you know, yeah, you know, even though it's not the same, you know, kind of story world. There's elements in there that are right.
0: familiar. and it's like and and it's it's you have they have the playground going for them. It's why Lovetro mm-hmm. is still so successful. I mean, you you can literally go and live in probably the best representation of Middle Earth that you're ever going to see in any format that's not your imagination. Like
1: right, yeah,
0: it's incredible. But yeah, it's it's a tough business, man, and and I think that's why you're seeing things like WoW Classic do so well. And there are some people that are like, you know, is the MMO you know genre dying? And I don't necessarily think it's dying, but I think you are. It is starting to change. Uh, I don't know what it's going to become because I, I and like really like you kind of nailed it. I kind of want to like take some time over the next few days and actually see like what is coming out, like what MMOs are on the horizon, because <laughs> I that used to be my genre, man. I used to follow that like constantly, like.
1: Exactly, and and I, I almost you know now that now you know we're kind of like talking about a little like the only thing I can think of is that there, we we kind of have this hybrid blend of, you know, kind of the, the quest given MMO,
0: yeah, instances and hubs and
1: instances and it's it's more it's more the theme park yeah that's what I'm looking for the yep. theme park ride aspect is kind of what we have of MMOs today.
0: Yeah, you don't have like the living worlds.
1: Yeah, when you're looking for the living world, though, you have to kind of switch gears into kind of these survival games. So that's yep. like, you know, the the Rust, the Ark, uh, yeah, that's the Conan Exiles, um, it, kind of that aspect. So that's where that open world's like, yeah, you could wander anywhere you want the maps. But
0: even that, like even that is almost kind of limiting because you're on a server with maybe 60 people.
1: Very true. <clears throat> and that's kind of like, and that's kind of like that divide where it's like the you know the MMO half has the questing, the theme park, you know, aspect, and yeah, you go to like different maps and whatnot, and you know, even with instancing and and whatnot. That's, you know, that's that portion and I, I guess you could say that the world is potentially larger, but it always feels a lot more you know, like it like, feels
0: more contained.
1: So you're basically going from A to B, but it's taking on this very squiggly path, you know, you know, it, it, I always think back to like Disney if you know how Disney is laid out they, they lay it out in a squiggly pattern. So it feels like you're walking forever. Yeah. In fact, but... you haven't really moved that aspect, you know, geographically. <laughs> to... Yeah,
0: no, I think that's I think that's a really great analogy. And I think that's
1: Yeah. And and then you go into the survival aspects, like, yeah, you could you could, you know, head west and continue heading west until you hit the edge of the map and you know, you can fight whatever in the way. But the problem is there's no questing, there's no there's no right. infrastructure other than what the players provide and usually yeah I... It's not much. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much, like, at best, you have, you have, like, PvP servers.
0: You're really reliant on a, a community, and I think that's where... Yes, very much so. I think that's where it is so hard to launch a successful MMO right now. And if you really look at the ones that have have gone on to stay, like, they usually had some kind of recognizable intellectual property. Like, Ultima Online uh, was a big one that's somehow still around. Um <laughs> And, you know, you had EverQuest, which was its own thing, but it has been so you know, around so long it's it's its own you know, thing not to where it's recognizable. But like EverQuest was like UO, you know, Ultima Online where it was just this gigantic, you know, living, breathing world. Yes, split up on different servers, but your server could have thousands of people playing on it at any one time. And you mm-hmm. could walk yeah. into, I mean, you remember, like we could walk into, even in EverQuest too, you know, you'd walk into the the town square and there'd be 50 people there, like 50 real people just walking around, trading, right. crafting, doing their thing.
1: I realize, yeah, you know, as you're just talking about it, with all the people, I think the the next one would be the Dark Age of Camelot two.
0: Yes, oh, it works. That is going to be.
1: In beta. I think it's in beta. I it think might be. beta, but you can, Maybe it's alpha. I don't know. I have to wow. look at it again. That that's the only other thing that I can remember that recall on my radar that would be in that vein of the old school. Mmo, because you're right. Like you know, going back to like the theme park again, the instancing, where it's all about kind of like performance of how well it works. You you can't have. You know, I always recall back to the SWG where, um, you know, thousands of people would flood into a starport and you know like either riot or celebrations for something or whatever. Yeah. Like you really can't do that now. It's like you can stuff as many people as you can into the instance now. But you, you'll it'll be limited to say like you know 100 people in an instance, and yep. then you know other people may be trying to do the similar activities in their instances. But it doesn't have that that huge city feel or that it's like yeah, there's a ton of players. <laughs> the frame rate drops to one. There's there's none of that experience anymore that you can really really get. But maybe Dark Age.
0: Yeah, that is called Camelot Unchained.
1: Unchained. Thank and, you.
0: Yeah, and right. that is uh, Helms by Mark Jacobs, who was one of the original creators of Dark Age of Camelot. So that's an easily forgivable slip. I might actually look at this one because I had a blast with the original DAOC and its realm versus realm combat and yes. play. You know, it, it really brought some creativity to PvP and player versus player combat to where you know there was reasons for doing it and it built up a hell of a community. I had friends that played that game for literally almost 10 years and uh just enjoyed that aspect of it you know the whole realm battle and who was winning this week and just neat stuff so i'm gonna keep an eye on that for sure but uh all right let's keep pushing i just realized (laughs) we've boy did we go on a great tangent there (laughs) um another release this week uh yeah two days ago now is blair witch
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we saw that at the. Uh, we
0: or, did at E3 when we did our our little live E3 yeah, cast. Yeah, we got
1: to that like, what is this Blair Witch? What?
0: <laughs> yeah, we were like, so this is. Okay. Yeah, we were like, this is either a new Alan Wake or was that the Blair Witch stick figure? <laughs> yes, it was.
1: <laughs> uh, it was I'm like, oh, sort of. Uh,
0: yeah, and I have to say, I've, I I have not played it yet. I downloaded it. I have it on the Xbox. Ah, okay. Um, okay. I am. Um, I, I I did. Uh, not watch let's plays but I've been watching reaction videos <laughs> of people oh, playing it. it oh, those are hysterical. <laughs> so it's definitely got I guess a share of it's share of jump scares and and stuff like that and I've heard it's pretty creepy so I'm going to definitely check it out. And again, it's on Game Pass. What do you got to lose? Uh, and then Nick and I both realized tonight <laughs> the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance series is live on Netflix. Oh,
1: man. It's like I got to I got I to resubscribe. Uh, I, go, I, I turn it on and off. It's like it's like when, when I was when able to get through my fill of binging on Netflix, I'll, you know, like I'll shut it off cause yeah. I'm up on what I need to. And it's like now I, I think I've got to resubscribe again. It's like,
0: yeah, that's my plan for tonight for sure. At least watch an episode. But uh, yeah, that's that is it for our release highlights. We've got a ton of news. Well, not a ton, but we'll, we'll go through some of these highlights. Um, Sony bought Insomniac Studios. They're the ones who did the Spider-Man game, just in time for Sony to lose the Spider-Man license. So that's interesting. <laughs> well, no, uh, uh, oh wait, that was Sony Pictures.
1: It was, it was D- Disney. Disney dr- lost the. Uh, no.
0: Uh, yeah. Disney owns the license. No, sony, not for spider-man anymore i thought i read sony sony pictures lost the
1: no 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 like sony and disney split so the oh. mcu spider-man is done like so we, we've had um tom holland which i thought i thought he did a great i still haven't
0: seen those i really need to watch them oh man
1: yeah like worth like i'd say he's probably been the best depiction of spider-man on screen
0: really um,
1: yeah in in a good while uh okay. you know, not, not only the 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 two uh far from home and uh uh or homecoming and then far from home but obviously also in uh the avengers, avengers uh endgame and um uh, huh. uh infinity war which is yeah you know, the first one um but yeah so yeah like basically the, the disney uh sony contract is is kaput like, Interesting. They're not going to be any more uh, which is quite unfortunate because I, I, you know, I, I think they could have continued to run with that. Um, but you know, it is what it is with you know corporate whatever. So, yep. Uh, enjoy it for what it is. Like I, yeah, I, I think it was it was it was definitely worth it at least to have them in, uh, the the uh, Infinity War and and, and then, for sure. Uh, if I felt it added a lot to that, uh, and then the other two, you know, the side movies it still is good. So
0: I us check it out. I did see uh, Into the Spider Verse, which was phenomenal um i've
1: I yet to watch that but i keep hearing good that's
0: things. also on netflix I got get, I got so on my list okay on. that's also on netflix check it out it was fantastic um especially if you know if, if you kind of deep dive into some spider-man lore and have read you know certain comics they really went all out uh with the different incarnations of spider-man fucking spider hams in it nice. come on <laughs> it was great i really enjoyed it so yeah um so they bought Insomniac the Studios. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Um, I'm basically uh, just playing the Spider-Man game. I'm not too concerned. Sony's going to do something awesome with it. Um, and I'm sure they and Disney will make up at some point. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Money's money, you know what I mean? And that's a lot of money to walk away from. Uh, let's see, next news item. Uh, loot Crate dying? No, Loot Crate's dead, uh, in my opinion.
1: it's Yeah, like... Uh, and I had I had uh, subscribed to the the gaming crate, which is like the you know, like they have several divisions in
0: mm. in loot. I just did the Harry Potter crate for a couple months. And that was fantastic.
1: You did the Harry, yeah, yeah. It's like it was always great stuff. But yeah, like when was, I, I'm trying to remember, my last package was I think May,
0: mm. maybe April. But Are you, you still subscribed?
1: Uh, no, I've I've since uh, like I I I paid for a chunk. Like I paid. For oh, gotcha.
0: next month chunk um so are you st- well this is a good question then are you still owed a
1: package i am i am owed packages until the end of the year um oh, wow. and yeah so basically i th- I want to say may was the last one so basically missing a june one a july one an august one and now some you know basically september
0: yeah you might and- be waiting a while
1: Uh, Yeah, so I mean, regardless, I've already canceled the subscription, so it's not going to auto renew. Sure. Uh, But yeah, there's like you know, big email uh, out that's like you know they filed for bankruptcy, and they're you know they're working still to like you know try and to
0: try and fulfill the remaining orders. Um, Yeah.
1: And I, I think I did get an email saying, like, oh, the, the next one's going to come out in end of August. And, uh, and I got another one, I think, recently where it's like, uh, it's been delayed in uh, and it's like.
0: Yeah, Whoa. and the credit card, I guess the company that handles their credit card purchases is no longer allowing you know new purchases. So it's not like – Oh,
1: yeah, that that should be like part of the bankruptcy. Like,
0: yeah, it's, they filed bankruptcy uh, about halfway through August. Uh, They're $30 million in debt. And they still have a lot of packages to go out. So it's going to be – I'm sad to see that go because, I mean, the, the few months that I did have it, I, I was – actually, I very much enjoyed it. I got some yeah, really neat me. swag. Like, I
1: mean, it's always been, like, cool little, you know, uh, like – A neat
0: uh, shirt, kind of stuff, cool know. swag. I'm actually wearing one of my Loot Crate shirts, my my Zelda. I,
1: I loved it for that because, like, it's, it's like, you know, when I originally signed up, it's like, oh, there's a shirt in and It's like, that's perfect. Like Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of my shirts are getting, like, really old and, like, these are nice and new and, you know, gaming-related. It's like, oh, it's perfect. I refreshed my my wardrobe.
0: (laughs) Yep, I got a nice Zelda shirt that's, like, an outline of Link, but it's all 8-bit Zelda kind of screenshot inside. It's very, very neat stuff. So I'm kind of – I'm sad to see them go. I wonder what's going to replace it, you know? I I want more geek loot, especially now that I have a good job. For
1: sure. (laughs) I mean, you know – I'm, I'm baffled by how can they be going bankrupt because yeah. know, maybe they didn't have enough subscriptions or something but a lot like, of goddamn money yeah yeah it's like that that's a lot and you know uh, it's unfortunate you know it's always and, you know who knows maybe someone else will you know you yeah
0: it'd know, be interesting to them, see like then it's like
1: you know who's gonna step in and kind of like fill that
0: yeah, who's gonna fill that market there's definitely a demand there I mean shit I would subscribe to something tomorrow. Uh, if I had a good service to just get cool stuff like this. So yeah, I have to do some looking around um, in more happy news. The lead producer of Dragon Age four leaves Bioware. Um, Bioware is trying to say, oh, this happens all the time. You know, we get halfway through and you need new like the spin they're putting on this fucking guy leaving is very interesting to me. Um, yes, I know this does happen in the industry, but this is another project at Bioware where we're starting to see a lot of turnover uh, with people at the top. and Yeah, it's not good. It's really, as far as people at the top of this specific game, um, it sounds like they may not have learned their lesson. And that's the feeling I'm getting uh, from Anthem. From Anthem, yeah. So we might have Dragon Anthem 4 uh, coming out. <laughs> Yeah, it's Sorry, what? <laughs> Yeah, I I mean I I I don't think I'm going out on a limb, at, you know, saying this, but if they don't kill it with Dragon Age 4 and it it doesn't reset that ship, I think we might be seeing the end of BioWare.
1: Yeah, like it's definitely like I enjoyed the Dragon Age series, but Me too. It, it, you know, I think it's over. Uh yeah, I will not be buying Dragon Age 4 Release week, I will be waiting for like, yeah. Slash some Twitch footage. Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna be holding on it like, because they they've lost. They went on a downhill slide for quite a while. Like I, I think really started. Like with, um, I kind of you know, got a
0: little burn on my hand with Andromeda and like touched the stove. I was like, ow! You know, I should have seen that. You know, seen that burner. It was a little hot, and I touched it anyway. But you know, I was like, <laughs> ah, it's BioWare. They'll pull out of it. And um, I had just gotten that year subscription to Origin Premier. So I was like, ah, you know, let's check out Anthem. I got in on, like, the early access. And, you know, it was, like, four days before launch or something. And, again, full disclosure, I said it on the cast, I had a freaking blast with the mechanics of Anthem. That flying-around combat is some of the most fun I think I've had in a game. Like, that kind of combat, that kind of... Uh, way to play a game, I think, is genius. It just, it's built on a really shit foundation. Uh, I don't know how far it's come along. I've heard even with the latest updates, it's still, meh. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hurting story-wise, and it had just horrendous load times. I mean, I installed it in the solid state, you know, drive on my new PC, and it's still loaded like shit. Jeez. Um Yeah, like the load screens were so bad. And it's like if you had somebody that just happened for whatever reason to load faster than you in your group and they got a certain amount ahead of you, uh, Anthem had this really stupid banding where it's like, oh, we got to get you caught up with your friends. You know, we're going to uh, teleport you there in 10 seconds, which then resulted oh, in another fucking load screen if you didn't catch up in time. And the load screen is still
1: horrendous. So I, I hate that kind of like, oh. like, it's nice in one sense if you can activate it yourself. Yes,
0: or shut it, it off. Forced on you.
1: Yeah, like, but it, when it's forced on you like that, like that, that totally blows because, you know, I, I think yeah. this is, you know, you kind of... Well, I, I take that back because I've learned over time. Like, if such a such a thing exists, and I'm kind of leading someone through, I will purposely like slow my stop. Down yeah, yep. Make sure, make sure I don't <clears throat> see that you know kind of perceived rubber band range. Yeah, it's in, pretty you know, rough. The opposite end of it, where it's like you know, like they're they're so gung ho. It's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna power level you through this, and like, and you and all you do is like What is going on?
0: Yeah, so it's it's pretty rough. Uh, so yeah, needless to say, I will not be buying Dragon Age Four at release. I'll be waiting to hear what people say about it. I hope it's fantastic. I I love Bioware, you know, for what they were. Um, He's
1: like maybe they can pull out of this, but he has like like. Um, but this is it. I think I think losing a producer like that that's big. Like that is big. Like the first thing you'll see is like you know the the writer or something yep. is moving on to other things. Like, which isn't
0: totally unusual. Yeah, it's not unusual.
1: That they, they, I means they they've written the whole story. They've gotten all the all the you know like side quest you know you know trees lined up and
0: future where it could go like that's yeah. all laid out.
1: Yeah, it's like the writer will usually always be the first thing, and it's never like you know. And people love to always like you know shout doom and gloom anytime they you get word to like someone someone major on a project is leaving.
0: Yeah, but a lead producer is. Big.
1: Yeah, lead producer. You know, that that's huge because, like that that's that's the captain of the ship, essentially. Yeah. You know, lack of better term. And it's like, yeah, it can happen, and it can be okay, but it's it it's
0: it's never usually a good sign of where things are at.
1: Like, so yeah, at most, you'll have the producer leave maybe after. You know, six months or a year. Yeah,
0: six months after release. Yeah, to go on to so, do other okay. things. Yeah,
1: they'll go on to new thing. They have done their you know bit for king and country, and they move on to the next project. Yes, that makes sense.
0: Needless yeah. to say, I think I think my pal Danny O'Dwyer is going to have a great no clip documentary on this one in about a year. Mm. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens there. All right, uh, next one I'll hand over to you, Nick. Uh, Gamescom, uh, I unfortunately did not really have the time to follow any of the highlights. So what were just some of the things that stood out for you, like uh, uh, Gamescom you know, 2019?
1: Recall, like I'm putting in, like, obviously Gamescom happened between, you know, I think our last episode and this one. Uh, I I did watch some of the footage, and it felt like there were a lot more kind of reveals at, mm-hmm. than E3, uh, surprisingly. Interesting. Um, a lot of the stuff was, uh, you know, kind of a little bit more repeats of what we saw at E3. I think we saw actually a lot more game footage uh, from what was kind of like teased at E3. Uh-huh. Um, still a lot of another like 2020 titles. Uh, I think we, we saw some gameplay footage for Greedfall, and I think we. Oh, that
0: sounds so cool! This last time,
1: but I know we've we. We didn't,
0: but we've it. been talking about it since. I want to play that game.
1: Yeah, it looks so awesome. Like you know, we were both saying, like you know, this looks like The Witcher, but it's like in like colonial, colonial um, Americana. Um, so it, it's it's this fictional world. So it's it's not in America or on Earth as we know it, but they all kind of have like this, you know, kind of. Uh, uh,
0: colonization yeah, uh, colony, like
1: Conquistador
0: Conquistador and, helmets yeah. and stuff. It looks wicked. Yeah, it it, it like looks great.
1: Look of like tricorn hats. It's, it's not like 1800s, you know, more like 1600s, like 1700s. Yeah,
0: I was going to say like 1500s, 1600s, 1700s-ish.
1: Around that kind of like, you know, again, that early colonization look of you know they yeah, cortez like, yeah, know yeah, yeah, exactly. all that cortez they, you know it's like you like who the hell <laughs> sailed the seas then yeah so kind of kind of that look uh and it has like kind of like this this sword and sorcery look to it um so kind of like these ancient spirits uh that you're dealing with and whatnot on on this land so it looks very, so it kind of, I think to me, that spoke to me more like The Witcher. Now, yep. it's not from CD Projekt Red. Don't, don't be confused. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Nope. The Witcher,
1: the Witcher um, uh, parallels. It's just more just in tone.
0: Yeah. Like, tone uh, and that kind of, yeah, open world ish. Uh,
1: but yeah, definitely made my radar. It's like, yeah, I want to see more. I think, uh, I don't have a date in front of me. Was it a 2020? I think. I think so. I think it is a 2020. But it looked, looked fantastic. I will probably be keeping it on my radar.
0: Yeah, definitely to, keeping uh, that. See where it goes, so... Yep, definitely keeping that on the radar.
1: Yep, that was a big standout. Um, another one, uh, again, amazingly, it's coming out this year. I, for some reason, I thought it was next year, but it's coming out fast. I think it's November. Uh, but Hideo Kojima was there. Uh yes. To give us some more confusing gameplay footage of Death Stranding. <laughs> and I
0: can now play that, because I got a PS4. Um, that's true, that's true. You, you, you'll be able to, like... yeah. Maybe figure out. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> what this game's about. Uh, from what I hear, it's about all these different places that Norman Reedus can pee in. <laughs> you have to go around and find bushes and not get arrested for expulsion, uh, or exp- you know, exposing yourself. It sounds like a hell of a plot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. Like, I still can't really explain. Uh, it. Oh I don't gosh. think
0: I don't think Hideo can either. Yeah. He's like it's about connections. Yeah. Okay. Like, I,
1: I don't know. Well, I, I'm convinced that everything to him makes sense to himself, but he. Can't, I'm sure it uh, does. No, no one else understands. You know what, what's going on in Hideo Kojima's mind. It's like nope. it's like it's yeah who knows. <laughs> no, know. he... like we got an all star cast. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen. Yep. Um, I think
0: Guillermo makes an appearance, Guillermo de Toro.
1: Yeah, yep, and uh, like half a dozen other people.
0: Yeah, it's, it looks uh, so it's like, interesting. It's,
1: it's like Yeah, I, it's like it's one of those, like, I have no idea what this game is about, and it intrigues uh, me, and I probably want to
0: play it? Christmas. I will probably buy that on release. I'm a lifelong Hideo fan, and... Um, even his games that I might not have loved with all my heart were still so fucking weird and interesting. Like (laughs) you will, you will be playing a game that you're just not going to get anywhere else. I think that's the best part of any Hideo Kojima game.
1: Yeah. Hands down. Absolutely. It's like, it'll be so unique.
0: Yep, so I'll, I will be buying it, even if it turns out to be a 70 on Metacritic. I'm mean, telling you, <laughs> it's going to be the best 70 game you ever played.
1: <laughs> the question is, will you have, like, 30 minutes of, of, of like video to watch before the game starts, you know?
0: Oh, probably. That's another Hideo thing. So, you know, get your popcorn, get your, you know, in yeah, my right, case, yeah. whiskey, and hope to hell you're not smashed by the time the game actually kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other highlights? Uh, those Those are two big ones for sure.
1: Uh, so, I, I think those are the only two that really stood out to me from okay. Gamescom. I know there were there were several other games that were kind of like revealed and, and, and a lot a lot more gameplay footage. That's cool. It just is, isn't atypical, but it felt like Gamescom had a little more substance to it than the huh? E3. E3 was a lot of like, this is on the horizon, things are coming. Yep. And that's it. I think I'll
0: definitely give it a shot at least and and rewatch it because I still haven't had time to do that.
1: Yeah, well, I realized like this is also I think the first time they actually had kind of like a a
0: like a stage format. Remember, a
1: pre- yeah, a stage show it was a pre-show. I think it went uh. up on on Sunday evening. Um Jeff Keeley uh, hosted. Uh, but they have not really done that in previous years. They might have huh. had like you know kind of like little you know e- each company sometimes do their own little events. I know wargaming does their thing. They had like sure. a ton, uh, play at theirs and whatnot. Um, but never kind of like a, a combined like this. You know, it's almost like it was almost like the PC show from E3. uh, huh. all right, fair enough. It's like you kind of have this conglomeration of like this is everything that's coming, and you know, <laughs> right, it's it's the huge you know triple A title, so you wouldn't necessarily see something a little more smaller or indie necessarily. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's the first time. Like I, and I actually enjoyed it. Like I, I hope they kind of do a little bit more of that. You know, next year. Um, and oh yeah. Go
0: from
2: there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I, I love Jeff Kelly. He's doing so much great for just gaming in general. So I I just love that he's such a champion of this and usually does all this shit out of his own pocket too. Like, God damn, the guy is a... Yeah,
1: yeah. He's like just
0: awesome. You know. But, uh, alright, the next news item we have here D23, <laughs> all sorts of Disney news. Yeah, Disney Plus is going to fucking take over my life. Between my kids, <laughs> between my kids, and then the shit my wife and I want to watch.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, like. Yeah, like that. That's definitely like the I, you know I'd say one of the bigger highlights because everything they announced during D twenty three. If you're not familiar, D twenty three is basically the Disney convention, the Disney convention. <sighs> oh God, um, where they go over everything that's coming out with Disney. Uh, there's you know I guess a whole bunch of like you know the merchandise side of things and we're there as well. Um, it's 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 basically like the Comic Con for specifically Disney. Is the best
0: dear God. It. I'm just looking at the list you have here. The world according to Jeff Goldblum. Sign me up.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna rattle through this. Uh, we'll we'll come back around to the, some of the highlights, but uh, by the time uh, we our podcast airs, the unfortunately I think the discount period will be over with.
0: For what Disney Plus?
1: Yeah, so basically, there uh, as part of this, like I think it's over the past week or maybe two weeks since uh, D23. Basically, if you signed up. For disney plus the, you could get it at a discount of only four dollars a month but you had to pay for all three years so i think it ended up being like 140 dollars. oh wow uh, afterwards uh it'll go up to seven dollars like, a month uh and then you can you know just buy it at will that
0: is still a fucking awesome deal
1: oh yeah and yeah and like some people might say like well Wow, buying it for three years. Well, well, list. It's going to take me three years to get through this list. Exactly. Now, obviously, like, if, if you're only looking for, like, if it's a case of, like, CBS, you know, and, like, you only want to watch Star Trek Discovery, it's like, yeah, I can understand the, 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 the
0: hesitance, but this is nuts.
1: I, I did go in on this because there's a lot here that actually piques my interest. Again, we'll we'll circle back to round three, but I'm gonna fire them off real quick. The Mandalorian, high school musical, the musical, of the series, Diary of a Female President, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki yes. series, yes. untitled Cassian and Andor series. Yes. WandaVision. Don't know. Corky asks a Question. Uh, <laughs> shorts. What? Lamp Life. Who? Monster at Work. Okay. Encore. Untitled uh, Walt Disney Imaginary Documentary Series. Yes! Sign me up. Marvel's Hero Project. The okay. World According to Jeff Goldblum. All fucking in there. The Clone Wars. Marvel's What If. Be Our Chef. Cinema Relics. Iconic Art of the Movies. We. The Unknown. Making Frozen 2. Why not? Magic of Animal Kingdom. Okay. Marvel's 616. Reconnect. Rogue Trip. Yes. Shop Class. Earth Keepers. Ink and Paint. Lady in the Tramp. Noelle. Phineas and fur movie star Woo-hoo. girl timmy failure and togo holy right <laughs> shit <laughs> um, all right so let, let let's circle back here we'll we'll kind of start at the top this one yeah number, like it was definitely like the one to convince me to get it in the first place
0: oh the mandalorian looks fucking amazing
1: Holy crap! Like is like it, it felt so iconically Star Wars, and like brought me back to you know we were talking about SWG's. Era. Yep, it brought me back to the days of SWG. Yep. Um, yeah, like hands down. I, I forget how many episodes this is gonna be. I think I want to say it's gonna be like a thirteen,
0: fourteen. Uh, it could be yeah. four. I still can't wait.
1: Um. Yeah, uh, and who knows? You know, it could be multi seasons for all we yeah,
0: know. Yeah, this looks um, fantastic. But,
1: it all-star cast uh the the teasers look awesome for this i cannot wait um some of the other ones on here like yeah it's not going to pique my interest i don't know if you like on your side like the high school musical any like any you know
0: i think my girls will like that uh falcon and winter soldier uh that definitely piques my interest loki of course Cassie and endor absolutely
1: Mm -hmm. um the WandaVision, so that's uh, uh, the, the Scarlet Witch from, from Marvel. Uh, oh, okay, kind of a mini series with her. Okay, I like uh, that. Uh, there's some other stuff in here again, I think more for the kids related. to so like Forky Ask a Question, I think that was from Toy Story 3, Toy
0: Story 4, I think. Yeah, my girls just oh, okay. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: like, I think it's like little shorts and stuff. So, a lot of this isn't necessarily full on season stuff, but it'll be, but like, I like. You know, sometimes... Like a, a the
0: Imagineering documentary series. That's right yes. up my alley.
1: I love behind the scenes stuff. So it's like, yes, sign me up for that. Like, yep. that's got to be awesome. Uh, Marvel's the... Hero Project. I think that's kind of a, a spin off, like, kind of like um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to see. Yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, yeah, the next one. I'm so all in. The world according to Jeff Goldblum.
0: I literally <laughs> would buy three years of TV just for that. <laughs> it's
1: like, one, sign me up because it's Jeff Goldblum, but two, this is actually really interesting. It's kind of like a, uh, I wouldn't say a dirty jobs, but it kind of like along those lines where Jeff Goldblum's going to go out and, and learn stuff
0: I'm, I that's again like, yeah, I would yeah. pay for 3 years just to see that <laughs>
1: yeah, So it's like that looks awesome I cannot wait you know the the Jeff Goldblumisms you know <laughs> mm, uh, mm, mm,
0: yes, mm. yes. Mm. ah so that's a french fry <laughs> Yes
1: Uh Star Wars Clone Wars so I think they they revealed at D23 that they're doing one more season
0: Oh that's cool of
1: Clone Wars so that's what that's going to be. But I, I think all the previous Clone Wars are also available. So that's going to be great for me because I need to get caught up. Like, I haven't.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm so behind on that. Here.
1: But the fact that it'll be completely accessible this way, it's like, perfect. Now I can yep. like binge Clone Wars yep. uh, and see see that. Next one, another interesting one. This was, sounds so cool. What if? Uh, this is going to be basically playing into kind of like the infinite verse. Uh, yep. Uh, or multiverse, rather, I should say. In terms of like, you know, um, oh, I forget the examples they had. Yeah,
0: it's like, what if uh, Uncle Ben never died? Well, nope, never mind. Well, now no, no, I gotta have that.
1: Uh, 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 I think, you know, they, they said, what if uh, Peggy Carter went into the uh, Super Soldier, you know? Oh uh, yeah. Instead of instead of uh, uh, Chris, uh, or not Chris Evans, but <laughs> I yes. Rogers um so it's like in like a lot of like you know like you know what like, i don't know i don't know if they're gonna get into like uh like the the infinity stones portion but you know it'd be a no lot
0: no of- it's just, it's gonna be very interesting though
1: Yeah, it's, you know it's like what if what if this happened what if this happens? so it's gonna be kind of like these alternate universe that you know isn't you know official canon according to the, like the mcu but i love stuff like that like oh hell yeah fantastic. hell yeah um Let's see what else do we have. Similar relics, iconic art of the movies. Yeah, like I think that's going to be kind of like another like behind the scenes and you know like stuff that you know goes into. Movies.
0: Yeah, the stuff you and I fucking could watch for hours.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, Animal Magic of Animal Kingdom. It's like I mean that sounds like a nature nature documentary. I love that kind of stuff. Hell yeah! Uh, I forget what six one Marvel six one six is supposed to be. Um, huh. but again, probably another you know just another one of the the Marvel spinoff things.
0: Yeah. Um. Ink and paint and sounds interesting. Which one? Ink and paint.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't right. know. What's I'm going
0: wondering on. if that's going into like the older era of like the Roger Rabbit stuff and all that crap. Oh, oh yeah,
1: that. Be... I don't know.
0: I'll have to. I'll have to look into that. Uh, Lady and the uh, Tramp. Kids will love that. Yeah,
1: you know, Lady Lady and the Tramp. I think that's the live action that they teased. Oh, interesting. Um and then like several other movies obviously the entire library of the Disney Vault yeah is that is
0: that alone is fucking awesome like that's a yeah, huge so,
1: yeah it's like if you're a disney fan if if you have family you know like i mean you have you have uh, you know uh, the girls and whatnot
0: i could pretty much cancel cable and yeah, just have exactly. this like,
1: just put this on you, you'll you'll be all set uh so yeah it's like there is going to be a plethora and, and that's just what they they they've lined up uh,
0: and that's what they've announced in the, in the next
1: year. Yeah. It's like mostly in the next year slash, you know, year, year and a half or so. So it's like the year after that, like within the like, next who knows, year, like there's going to be a ton of stuff like in, yeah, know,
0: I could see this being like the biggest thing to hit television. Like this is going to be television history. Yeah. Well, at least what, what well, counts for television now? Online, yeah. Online. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For video, for video consumption, I think this is going to make some history. Yeah sure
1: absolutely uh so uh, you know hands down i would say it's worth it uh obviously if they ever happen to put it on discount again i would say definitely jump on it uh again by the time this probably airs uh, i think the discount ends uh i think the november uh, it's not november september 2nd
0: which is Um, today yeah no it's which is is, is today Uh, i'm ambitious uh, but it ain't coming out
1: tonight (laughs) exactly um uh but I think even at like seven dollars a month, like that's oh, the, that's such
0: a great deal. No, that's it's a, cheaper than Netflix for Christ's sake. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Um, awesome. Yeah, man, I can't wait for it. I'm I'm so stoked for that. My girls are just gonna lose their minds, uh, and Am and I Am and I are gonna enjoy it too. As we went, we were talking about all these like they see all the iconic Disney pictures like they're playing through the another game I got in the PS4 was Kingdom Hearts the story so far, mm, so it's yeah. like the entire collection before the new one. And so, Am's been having a blast playing through that, and the girls are seeing all these older cartoon references, like uh, uh-huh. Lady in the Trip, and, you know, they haven't seen that, 101 Dalmatians, you know, and all that stuff's gonna be in the vault, so I can't wait to really introduce them to that, so that's pretty exciting. But, uh, yeah, sorry, anything to
1: add there no no like yeah i mean that's spot on i'd say the thing is like i feel like there's there's something for everyone here like yeah it's totally for the kids but i think like the combination, like the mandalorians like that feels like kind of like a little bit older crowd kind of like at least teenage uh, if not older and obviously the fans of star wars uh so and even like the behind the scenes stuff like you know it's like that plays to, you know, us, you know, kind of like the older generation of, you know, that really enjoy that, you know, how, how is the the sausage made? so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, man, a hundred percent. Like I can't, I can't wait. Um, all right. So that is our news. Uh, um, we had a lot to catch up on, obviously oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this will take us, uh, into our question of the bye week First thing is we do have a new save point game of the month. Uh, this recommendation coming from Nick himself, everspace um, it is available on Game Pass for both PC and Xbox. Um, so you should I've played this a little bit. I'm looking forward to diving back into it. It's a space shooter kind of roguelike in that you know you try to get as far as you can. Um, you, you know you'll get like skill points or credits depending on how far you make it and then you can upgrade your ship. Uh, a little bit and that way you might be able to make it a little further but once you die you basically start all over except for the skills and stuff that you uh purchase uh but you have to use however you know whatever however many points you get you basically have to use them all because once you start over that resets too so it's you know one of those roguelikes where it's like you'll get a little further each time or if you're really good at the game which i'm not um which is why i'm looking forward to playing through it again maybe maybe i'll get better Uh, (laughs) but i enjoyed what i played
1: yeah, it's a total blast and it's definitely like one of those like if you're just starting you're going to die a lot and then you know as you 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 get farther, you get more credits, you get more powerful ships, you get farther. And that that was another thing at Gamescom, uh they announced an Everspace 2. Sweet. Is in the works. Um so definitely a cool game, definitely worth checking out. I think I think it's pretty cheap. Uh
0: Oh yeah, I mean if you were to buy Everspace, it's probably not even more than 20 bucks right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, let's take a look. Everspace. Oh, it's oh, it's thirty bucks, really? Okay. Is
0: it really thirty bucks though? Well, again, yeah, if you don't have Game Pass by now and you have a computer or an Xbox One, uh, get on that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's. I'd say you know, even at thirty bucks, like it, it's a very fun game, very well put together. Uh, it originally started as a Kickstarter game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, and I think they're I think they're doing a Kickstarter for, uh, Ever Space Two. Cool. Definitely, you know, if you like Everspace one, Everspace yeah, 4, it's we we're right up your alley.
0: It's a harder game, but it's one like it's enough to keep me coming back. Like I want to try again, and and you're this, you know, the second third person that's told me like once you build up and you can actually start lasting longer and and stuff like that. So, but it's fun. I mean, the mechanics are perfect. It's beautiful. It's not buggy, and it, the flying is great. Uh, the combat's oh,
1: yeah, great.
0: Absolutely. I think it has uh, even VR cap- uh, capability. Yep. Yeah, it does have VR to it. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that again. That's a good suggestion. Uh, that will take us now to our question of the bye week. Um, we actually asked this about a week and a half ago, I think. Um, but the question was, where do you get your games from or prefer to get your games Do you do digital or physical, and do you still go to the store or have it shipped to your door? Um, Let's start with the save point, then we'll do voicemails, and then we'll do our own. Um, And I won't forget this time. So, alright, we'll start with the save point. Uh, I will take the first answer. It's from our buddy Troy Games. Uh, He prefers the physical copy, because my son also games and has his own systems in his rooms. Uh, we buy digital, so we can share and do not need to buy two copies. When I do buy physical copies, I buy them at the local store or from Best Buy. A lot of people get from Best Buy, from what I understand.
1: So, it, kind of the the lead up to this question was uh, in in the uh, during uh, in the last month, um, GameStop uh, is not apparently doing so well. Uh, I
0: think uh, I think they've got six months. Yeah. I think they have six months left.
1: Well, curiously enough, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Mark something, uh, he's, but he was uh, the guy who who made out big uh, during the real estate crash mm-hmm. uh, back in two thousand eight. Uh, based on you know the movie based on it with, um,
0: oh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Cuban.
1: Yes or no? No, not Mark Cuban. Uh, oh. oh man, now I wish I wrote this down. Uh, let's see, was it the big? It was the big something?
0: Uh, oh, the big crush? No. No. Oh, the Big Short.
1: The Big Short. Yeah, that that's it. So, uh, his character is played by uh, Christian Bale in The Big Short. Okay. Okay. He's the, he's the guy who who made out, you know, on kind of like that long shot, uh, uh, of and anyway, that guy, uh, is actually saying like, GameStop actually, I, it's gonna do really well, especially once the new consoles come out. Okay. And, that that actually stopped the nosedive a little bit on uh, GameStop's stock. But to your point, though, like, you, you know, it's like, where do people get their mm-hmm. games? Because GameStop has relied heavily on physical sales. Yes. And, you know, in today's day and age, you know, a lot of people are, are going digital. And, you know,
0: I'm one of them. I never
1: thought I'd be that guy. Yeah, same here. Like There was a time where we like, I'm only going to get yep. physical copies. You old kids and your digital... I don't want to go to the store.
0: I don't want to leave my house. <laughs> Especially now that I don't have
1: to. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but let's go on. So Joshua, Ian, I only get physical copies for Switch. But if there's a physical copy, I prefer to get one for the Switch so I can save on the uh, SD system storage. Otherwise, digital all the way. I get my physical gaming stuff from a little shop in Lancaster near my work. Just press play. So that's great. Very cool. Your your local game shop. I always I always like doing that. Like oh, me too. If there were if there was a local game shop, absolutely. I would you know I would go there. And I know in you know when I've lived in other places that happen to have a, like kind of the mom and pop shops. Like I I love going to those places.
0: Oh, me too. Like, It's always an experience closer to it
1: closer to the gaming experience.
0: Absolutely. And our old pal and co-host Travis physical, because I only play old stuff anyway. (laughs) That's true for the most part (laughs) though, (laughs) for new stuff, I still prefer a physical copy almost solely because of the current landscape of losing licenses and whatnot. Mm. Oh, and I get it from eBay and indie game stores. Um, I see your point on licenses, To a point, and the only reason I say this is up to this point in time, um, I've had a couple games that have lost their licenses, are in license limbo, and there is no way to actually buy them anymore. Uh, A good example is the LEGO Lord of the Rings games. Um, But, yeah, you can't buy them anymore. Uh, But I, I bought them a while back. I bought them on Steam, and... While you can't buy them anymore, I can still download them off of Steam and install them and play them. How long that lasts, I don't know. But I will say, as long as the landscape stays that way, where if you bought it and it's still yours, and you can still download it as long as there's still a Steam to get it from, um, you know, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, I do think we are coming to some kind of interesting crossroad with that, though. I mean, I look at my Steam list... And we'll get into that when we talk about um, what we prefer, actually. I think that's a better conversation for that, so we'll save it. Uh, So let's go to our voicemails. We actually have two voicemails this week. Um, The voicemail line being 610-810-1654. If you ever want to answer the question of the bye Week that way, or just call up, say hi, and randomly chat with us, we appreciate it. And we always look forward to the voicemails, and I love to feature them here on the cast. So yeah, that is six one zero eight one zero one six five four. And let's see who called us this week. What's
2: going on, gentlemen? <laughs> huh? What's going on? This is my last call, I know I let you down. I'm sorry. I apologize. Jeez, I think I missed three or four shows there. I feel really bad about it. But uh, you know, on, on, on the good hand, on the positive note. I was all into Fortnite. I was like addicted to it. I couldn't stop playing that thing. And I, I told myself, I'm done. I'm done. So what I did was I locked myself in a closet for a month and a half. <laughs> so I couldn't play. And I finally emerged back out of now, and I'm, I'm feeling better. And I haven't played any Fortnite. Well, you can't when you're in a closet anyway. But anyway, yeah, I'm out of the closet now, and I'm not huh? playing Fortnite. So I think I broke the addiction. So that's my excuse why I didn't call in the last couple of shows or whatever. But I'm back. I'm back. You guys are doing a great job anyway. So. Anyway, on to the question, this is a great question, I don't know who came up with this question, they must have been in my thoughts, because to tell you the truth, I've been pondering this stuff for a while, it's how I feel about what I want to buy and how I should be buying it and everything else. I don't know, I, I, I still like the physical copy, I do like the physical copy, and every now and then I go down to the store and I I do buy the physical copy. I got a Walmart and a GameStop five minutes from me, so you know, I go you know, 50 cents to one time to other. you know, if one doesn't have it, I go to the other one and get it there, Uh but then when I sit down and I start playing the game and uh, I want to play something else and I realize I have to get up and walk all the way over to my console, that whole ding, 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 four ding. feet, five feet, and get that game out, and I look to my side and dig through that pile of games and find a new game and put that game in, I'm like, why didn't I just go digital? I don't know. You know so there's times that I go digital, and then I go digital, and I'm like, yeah, but now it's I don't know, it's just on this system digitally, and if I want to give it to a friend, I'd have to go put my gamer tag on the thing, and then I'm trying it, in. Uh, such a thing a thing, but, I don't know, I, I like both to a point, but, you know, here's the big thing now, here's, here's where I'm kind of really leaning to, why doesn't everything just go subscription? You know, everything, everything totally is just on Xbox, make a subscription for it, and just be done, if it comes out, it's on a subscription, you play it, done. Same thing with PlayStation. Just just go subscription-based. Any, any company who makes anything for that platform, just put it there. Play, pay your price and be done. There you go, done. Of course, there should always be the option to buy it. I wouldn't totally cut off retail. I'd still make physical games and throw them in a store for people. But, yeah, that's where I stand. You're probably like Fred. You've been, you've been smelling too much mustard you're talking <laughs> <laughs> you're, there, you're, everywhere. you're like you're like touching every base and it doesn't even make any sense because you're not taking uh, no anymore. you're making sense i know it's horrible isn't it it's just horrible because i i don't know i've confused myself i mean I, I i don't know i don't know if i would like the whole digital thing though no, because then once it's gone it's gone and mm-hmm kind of like having games because I, I still have how many older i have a Atari 2600 of about 50 to 75 games that i still pull out every now and then and play
0: oh that's awesome
2: so i really would miss the actual physical copy of and
0: Fred hit the three-minute limit, and let's guess who our other call is from. <laughs>
1: Number two. Doot, doot, doot. All right,
2: now come on, you know what's coming. I haven't called in for a long time. <laughs> I just squeeze all my information. What are we so, calling uh, without part two? Call I don't know how many minutes you got, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 uh, it's really a, it's, a, it's a five-star topic. It really is. I mean, it's it's tough too. It really is. I mean, I feel like a fool. Like I said, how lazy have we become? That we don't want to get up out of a chair, walk a few feet, hit a button, have a disc pop out, and grab another disc and throw it in. But yet, yet, it seems like we don't want to do that anymore. It's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here, push whatever button, and my menu is going to come ding, up ding and watch ding, ding, ding. all these beautiful <laughs> games in front of my eyes. And I'm going to flick down to the one I want, hit another button, and the game's going to load. And meanwhile, I'm just sitting here pounding the Doritos in my mouth and pounding down the mouth too. You know, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, don't
0: I don't see a downside here, Fred.
2: Like I don't know. I, I, must, I think I'm losing my mind. I don't know, my, i think microsoft's getting into me maybe maybe since they're listening you know that connect stuff they're actually sending a, you know how you go in a store and they say there's like subliminal messages playing maybe maybe xbox and playstation started doing that as you're playing a game or using subliminal messages through the tv on you or something i don't know.
1: More over right.
2: hope everyone's doing well seems like everyone's doing well big congrats to you al big changes in your life looks like you're actually going down a great road looks like you're Having a five-star life, and, uh, brother, I'm glad for you, and I hope it's the best of the best for you, brother. Oh, thank you. Enjoy it, and enjoy it, and enjoy it, because life is short. It's all about life, family, and video games. Till next time, gentlemen, and I'm going to do everything I can to be a next time. Arimadirchi.
0: <laughs> Arimadirchi, Fred.
1: <laughs> um,
0: God, I love his calls. He's
1: <laughs> great. I love uh, it every time.
0: Ah, oh, thank thank you very much, Fred. Yes, I'm definitely going down a good road. I'm very excited. I can't wait for work tomorrow. Like I'm not even shitting when I say that. I'm I'm really excited for my job every day. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, I agree with you in that it is it is a very interesting topic. I think we're at a very interesting time in gaming uh, when it comes to the media that we play on. Um, I know for my own reasoning. Uh, I like digital because I can get it right now. Uh, That's always kind of been a thing with me. Um, When I want to play a game, I want to fucking play it. And, like, you know, I grew up in a time where it was... I had to hope it was there at the GameStop that was 20 minutes from my house. And uh, if it wasn't there, you know, I might be able to check the local Walmart. But generally, you know, things would sell out pretty quickly because they wouldn't buy many of them because we're not a big town. And um, you were kind of stuck waiting for the next shipment to come in. And anybody who, you know, is a gamer knows how much that sucks when, you know, everyone else around you is playing the game but you. Um, So, uh, once digital really became a thing, I got really, really hooked in that wagon. Uh, But also... You know, Coming from somebody, I used to be very into buying the collector's edition of games that had all the feelies with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have my stone Geralt head from The Witcher 2 somewhere here in this office. Um, and it's just, you know, I still like getting that thing, that kind of stuff. But I think now, especially that I have three kids, um, I'm very hesitant to buy anything collector <laughs> just because it's inevitably going to get Kool-Aid spilled on it, or, you know, whatever, Um, you know, obviously I can take better care of my stuff, but it's just, eh, my priorities are a little different, and um, obviously, and then my gaming time is not as uh, free as it used to be, so it's one of those, like, if I can get a game when it releases digitally at midnight, and I can play that, like, right away when people go to bed, like, that's a kind of a rush for me, and I... That's where I still like to get my stuff digital, and I think Fred nailed it. I just don't want to get off my fucking couch. (laughs) Um, That, and, you know, with the amount of games I do buy, if I did have everything physical, I would have a mess of, you know, cases, cartridges, whatever you want to call them, CDs, just all over the place, because I like to buy my games. So the fact that it's in a digital library, it's not taking up physical space in my house, is a big plus, I think, in, in... My perspective, but uh, what about you, Nick? Uh,
1: A lot of the same boat in in almost every aspect. I mean, let's start with the the very last statement. Yeah, physical copies take up space. Having to move two boxes worth, it's extremely heavy. it's like man i got a lot of the games here and i and i i wouldn't say i'm a hoarder um, as more a collector yeah same here uh, so like i still have like all my 360 games even though i don't really play them on the 360 but it's like yeah it's like oh you know i enjoy these games it's hard to get rid of them. yeah these are mine it's like yeah i, I and they bring me joy <laughs> i'm with you <laughs> And it's, and it looks great on a shelf. So yeah, from, from that aspect, yes. It's in, it's like, I, I've kind of moved into digital only because it's like now it's not taking up space. Um It's just like, yeah, you got the steam library, you got, you know, the Epic games library now and like, you know, all this, then and the other, it's like, it doesn't take up space. Uh, very much so with the collector's edition, uh, you know, if it's a game that I'm really looking forward to, and, you know, it's kind of like, it's usually one of those, like, yes, I'm going yep. to pick this up day one. I'm I'm on board, hell or high water. Give me the collector's edition. Give me, you know, and assuming it has some nice swag to it. like
0: Yeah. You know, uh, usually all it takes for me is a soundtrack.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be something as simple as that. Uh, if it has, like, a nice model or, you know, a little desk thing I can, you know, easily put on. Like, I love doing that because then I, you know, either bring it into work and just add it to my collection at work uh or you know add to my you know collection here um and uh but it's it, kind of the same way as like you know it's like now it's like you know it's like yeah there's these midnight releases I've done my fair share of like sometimes camping out uh I did the uh like I think the last camp out was I think it was for the original Wii. <laughs> uh and you know it was funny because you know again it's kind of like this little community event with you know you meet people that you've never seen before but yep. also kind of share that same passion. Uh, but at the same time, it's like I don't really want to go out at midnight. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'd rather spend ten minutes downloading or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and I can play instantly. Because uh, that was all the, uh, the other thing too is like, if you didn't go to the midnight launch, you would have to go in the next day, and, and it
0: was like, probably oh, sold hope, out.
1: Hope it was there. Hope it wasn't sold out. Or if you like pre-ordered it, then you're okay. But. Uh, you know, other times you were just like, Oh, this came out. Oh, I didn't even pre-order. It's like, is it going to be there? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, and then, you know, maybe that was kind of like the fun of, I was going
0: to say, you don't really get that rush anymore for sure. When yeah. you, when you yeah. do go in there and like, you're like, yeah, like they yeah. have one left. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the last one. I got it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like yeah, it, and especially with uh, you know, I'm into a lot more indie games these days, which yeah, which don't, don't have any physical copies now. Great uh, point. Digital is the only way to for them to publish things. Great point. Um, so you know, there's that too. So you know, more or less, I'd say you know, the majority of my you know games that I play nowadays are absolutely digital. Um, and you know, it's now more the very occasional collector's edition because now I'm also gonna you know you know. Not so much frugal as it is very judicious in what I'm getting yep. for collector's edition these days because it's a lot of like you're putting down a lot for a game that could be a big <laughs> could event. be hot garbage. Yeah. and, yeah. You know, and like it's I talked about it earlier. It's like you know, like sometimes these games are just like they come out hot turds and you're just like, well, I've now spent, you know, yeah. or whatever and you know, I got this, you know, basically a $100 new paperweight because Yeah,
0: it's hard. It's hard to know, especially now like even names that we once trusted. I mean, there was a time when Bioware was an instant buy for me. Uh, never again, at least not until they write the ship. And I mean, that's I think that's what a lot of these collector's editions kind of depend on, you know, and it's hard to to justify that unless you know the developer and they've had a good track record of recent releases. I'm with you. I'm very judicious, and who I will fork that money over to. And I think, again, with the digital era, even the stuff I would normally get it for, mainly like soundtracks, uh, they're almost always released as a DLC or something shortly after.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah I find even like on you know the digital you know spaces and you know the yep. vendors and whatnot, like they'll they'll double down. And it's like yeah, it won't be a physical copy, but like they like they'll release it. I mean.
0: Yeah, the digital give you like the like art broadly.
1: book. Yeah. I, it's like I I don't have the game or a PS4 yet, but I picked up the soundtrack because it's a great soundtrack.
0: <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, God of War. Oh yeah, Soundtrack's so good. I gotta get. I actually want to buy it. Man, yeah. just from the little bit I played, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's worth, it. It's worth
1: it. As a soundtrack collector, it's worth.
0: The it. oh, <laughs> beginning. But yes. Yeah, so again, it's
1: an interesting
0: question. It's an interesting time. Uh, Travis brings up the point with licenses. I you know I think it's really just dependent on your uh <laughs> your storage space and your <laughs> ability to wait uh, i have neither so i go digital
2: um
0: so yeah um i think that will take us to the end uh this has been a, a great time to catch up i know we've missed a few few weeks here um again life just being life end of summer's busy for everybody so uh, but we are back in the saddle and i actually am going to start reaching out for some interviews Uh, I think uh, I'd like to, again, get in touch with Richard Garriott, see if we can get him on here. And I have a couple others in mind, so we'll we'll talk about that as we go. Uh, But I do look to getting that started again. Uh, Other than that, we'll go to conclusions, final thoughts, and shout-outs. Nick, anybody you want to shout-out, anything you want to promote?
1: Uh, uh, nothing off the top of my head. Uh, again, it's been kind of like a world one weekend for me. I was up in uh, Buffalo for another worships event. You know, I had a blast with that. Um, but yeah, no, nothing to shout out of this.
0: All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, obviously big shout out to everybody listening. Thank you all, uh, for being patient with us. Um, again, uh, we'll be, we are back in the saddle, back in, uh, back in steady releases. So, uh, thank you for everyone that keeps spreading the word, sharing, and all that. Uh, again, I ask if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those really, really help us out. Uh, you'd be doing us a big favor. I just want to keep getting us exposed to more and more people, and those will help a lot in that regard. So thank you to everyone that will take time and do that. Uh, a shout-out to my boys over at the Everyday Gamers. Uh, it, it has not, uh, they have not released an episode in quite some time now. Obviously, it's just life stuff. I know one of the guys recently had a baby, and, uh, so, yeah, it's just life in general. Just giving them a shout-out anyway. They got a hell of a back catalog, you know, over 200 episodes, I think. Uh, very, very good cast. Very great bunch of guys, and just letting them know I'm thinking of them. Uh, my pals, Mike, Jeremy, Eric, and Matt. Oh, my God, I almost forgot you, Matt. You'd never forgive me. Over at Bad Fodder Figures. Uh, they are just going strong every week, love those guys, and, uh, it's, they're they're so damn funny, man, and this, uh, specifically to you, Matt, uh, he probably has one of my favorite sound bites ever to come out of a podcast that Mike will now play at random, and it just makes me crack up and lose my mind, just Matt randomly saying, feels so good when you do that, and I have no idea what the context was, but it's still the funniest thing I've ever heard, (laughs) (laughs) um... Uh, and uh, and then glovebox with that uh, all the time. Oh God! I, I'm telling you, if you don't listen to Bad Father Figures, fi- Bad Father Figures, you gotta give them a listen. They are a freaking riot. Love those guys. Uh, big shout out to the gang over at Married to the Games. I'm getting very hooked on their podcast. Uh, Gabe Patillo and the boys over there, really fantastic, well produced, and just very knowledgeable gamers, and, and kind of similar to us in the uh, you know, how how they mix their, you know, nine-to-fives and married lives and children in with their gaming lives, and it's always fun to hear other uh, parents' perspectives on how they squeeze in what little free time they have to this wonderful addiction of gaming we all love. Uh, so check them out. And then finally, a shout-out to the Tap the Craft uh, Craft Brewing Podcast. Uh, Denny and the gang over there, I'm really, really enjoying that show. I find it incredibly educational. As somebody who's, you know... I've enjoyed craft beer for quite a long time, and I'm learning many new things uh, on their podcast, new brews to try, and I've been hunting them down, and and very much enjoying anything they've recommended. So they really know their shit, and uh, they're very fun to listen to, so check out Tap the Craft. And that will bring us to the end, as far as where can you reach us, how can you interact with us. Uh, Obviously, the biggest way is through the save point, tiny.cc slash save point. Um, that's where we post our question of the bye week That's where we post when the episodes are released. And it's where we all just kind of hang out, talk games, and, uh, you know, just keep conversation flowing and usually always get something highlighted on, from there on the podcast. So check it out. Come join us. Come have fun and talk games. Email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter at theretrorents. Uh, you can get me directly at retrorentsal. You can get Nick at black eagle ops. We are also on Twitch. Uh, again, Retro Rents Al and Black Eagle Ops there as well. And that is it, folks. That will bring episode 45 to a close. Uh, Nick, it's been great catching up. We definitely went over time, but this has been a lot of fun. It was worth it. Absolutely, totally worth it. And uh, we can't wait to see everybody back for the next episode. And thanks for listening, all. Till next time. Play games. Have fun. Don't be dicks. See ya!